Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Even though I burped at the exact same time you did. <laughs> did, you? Yeah. did you really? Yeah. yeah. I was just trying to form all my bodily uh, announcements before the show. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve and here with me is Kevin. Hey guys. Andy. Hey now. George. Howdy. And welcome our guest host, Angel. Hey, what's up, y'all? All right. This is episode 239, Listener Series Volume 21 with Angel. 21. Yeah, wait, 21. Wait, who is it? Ian what Joel? Joel? Oh, Ian fucking Joel, yes. Yeah. Oops. And just for all you PG-13 folks, that's P-H-U-N-K-N, yeah, I yeah. believe? That was yeah, it's spelled with a P-H. It's classy. Mm-hmm. It's classy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's catch up with everyone's week. Who'd like to go first? Hmm. I can go. All right. All right. All right. It's kind of like a carbon copy of every week before but uh I'll, I'll go through it i have got some flying in and some uh, wrenching in on helicopters and boats and submarines but um i had a little 500 cobra that i i got um with all t-rex stuff in it when i first started flying and i had the uh i had the brain icon basically with just one thickness of that sticky tape on it and the vibrations were just unreal on it i hadn't balanced the blades or anything it about shook itself apart so i put it back together and got it flying flies pretty good did a few more things detailing to my uh that ah6i that desert sand looking six-bladed yeah md500 thing and uh printed out some fire extinguishers for it and painted them up and put them in it and but the boat i've made major progress on it i've got all the parts printed and we got everything taped up everything sanded filled ready to paint and i'll probably paint that thing tomorrow and then let it sit for a day or two start detail painting all the dash you know the gauges and fire extinguishers and the weapons but um it's gonna be pretty cool it's got a couple of lights on it and then this submarine adventure that steve hodges rc jet dude on most of the forums has kind of got me into i just when i first saw him do his submarine you remember back when i talked about it in the show i mean i was right. just giddy about it it was just so cool everybody just at the campground came out at that lake to watch it and i thought you know i don't know about going through all the trouble of making it completely submersible but it'd be cool to have a sub to just kind of drive around like a boat so i got on some of the sites he was on the nautilus dry docks and i, I bought the uh, la class and i'm going to do the dallas because it would fit in with this model the features it's got but uh, i was scaling it out and i thought well i'll make it like 148 that way it'll fit in the van in one piece and i won't have to take it apart if i don't want to and i don't know whether i just figured wrong or subliminally <laughs> wanted a 10 foot long submarine <laughs> oh shit! That's that's about what I've ended up with. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's ten feet. I mean, it's ten inches in girth across. You know, uh, it's not quite ten feet. 
maybe with the prop and stuff on it, but um, I think it's 112 inches. So it's wow. It's not lacking much being 10 feet, but it's cool. I've got a I've got a drive system rigged up for it. 3D printed propeller. We'll see how that goes, but it seems to run out pretty true. But uh, I've got about another week of printing. That's printing 24 seven on the on the Max. It's chugging right along. That thing. I, I took the bed apart and, and realigned everything, and it was amazing how out it was with the gantry and everything. <clears throat> I mean, I, I can't believe it was printed as good as it was. But it's uh, printing even better now. And uh, yeah, I'm really tickled with the progress. I'm I'm getting close to having half of it printed. <laughs> and, After a uh, week. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, printing some other little projects. Uh, you know how I like to put wrap uh, stuff around these little Blade 230Ss? Right. I'm printing out something to go around one of them. And uh, I won't say anything about what it is until I see how it's going to turn out. But uh, it'll be pretty cool. Been trying to get some things ready, uh, helicopter-wise, getting ready for the the heli event down in Dalton, Georgia. It starts uh, basically Labor Day, runs that whole week till Saturday. So I've been getting a few helicopters checked out and ready to take down there. I'll probably start packing up the bomber RV with stuff uh, here in a week or so. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting out. I've got cabin fever really bad, and I'll probably end up staying down there. The submarine is the next. The submarine events the next weekend, so I'll probably just stay the whole two weeks down there. Damn! Just pull the RV over at wow. Daryl's house. And nice. Stay down there, but uh, yeah, there's a, we got a lot of work to do on that big Sea King helicopter that I printed out. Mm-hmm. Got to you know start making the molds for it to lay up fiberglass parts. And I've been really busy at work. I do digital signs for a global company and. Uh, getting ready to move them from a hardwired infrastructure to a cloud-based solution. And uh, looking forward to it and dreading it at the same time. But uh, that's pretty much uh, pretty much been my week. Nice, dude. Didn't fly the Mamba? Let's see. Yes, I did. I'm sorry. All right. I flew the Mamba. Yes, I, uh, a buddy of mine came over, and he was really thinking about getting one. And I think he went home and bought one that evening. <laughs> nice. but, um, he was just amazed because he knows I can't fly that that good. The plane just makes you look like a pro. And uh, with that, that Aura 8 system in it, I can't say enough about that that uh, stabilization system. Even in full 3D mode, it just it really makes you look good. Nice. And, oh, one other thing I'll say. Uh, I had some people... Uh, kind of uh, get on my tail in traffic the other day and (laughs) (laughs) Uh I sold him a bumper on my van. Jeez. It's not too bad. Uh, Was he from New York? No, they were from across the state line over here, but uh, I thought it was a woman at first. It looked like she had some kind of a headdress on or something. had really nice nails and they were all different colors and real long. And, uh, after they hit me, I thought, what in the world? Going on? That was just some craziness. I mean, they just, uh, they were out looking for trouble. But 
but um, 19 and 17, I think they were. Mm. And uh, they found it. But uh, Oh, they it, drove off? No, 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 no. They, oh. No. They, okay. uh, no, they, they stuck on there like a stinger on a bee. But <laughs> they found trouble. What they did? Yeah. Just, just run into the back well, of you? Yeah. yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. Well, they, they act like they wanted to get around me. So I was just going to kind of slow down and pull over. I slowed down pretty fast. Oh, I see what happened. Uh, and, uh, but uh, there had been some more stuff. You know, they were putting down the road when we came up on them about 30, 35 miles an hour and a 45. And they had a upper sticker that said, I'm depressed. Don't ride my ass. So I looked at my wife. She looked at me. I said, I'm going to pass them. We were in a passing zone. So I gave a signal, passed them, and got up to normal speed. And it was later on. They got they caught back up with me and started dogging me and stuff going down the road. When we passed them, that hand with the pretty nails and stuff came out the window like they were jacking off towards me or something, you know. Right in my wife's face as we go by. We'd been to the dump, take our trash off. But uh, it was crazy that uh, when when I got out of the car, I pulled over and uh, got out of the car and walked around there and expecting to see some crazy young woman in there, you know. And when they pulled their hoodie thing back, it was a guy. He had a bun on the side, top of his head the size of a good-sized horse turd. <laughs> and and uh, had all kinds of attachments, you know. And uh, then, but they, the craziest thing was those fingernails, you know. Yeah, I don't know what the story is with that. And I, I don't mean, think I want to know. Yeah, I don't either. And uh, so... Uh, he started to get out of the car, and I walked over there, and when he looked up at me, he just he kind of pulled his door to him, and, and he sat there in the car, and he said, why'd you do that? I said, what do you mean, why'd they do that? He said, you stopped. I said, I was letting you around me, you know. You act like you was really dying to get get around me. And uh, I said, how old are you, son? He says, I'm 19. With a kind of a quiver in his voice, and uh I said, all right. I said, just, just wait right here. I said, uh, I'll get a deputy down here in just a second. So I called the local dispatch and they sent a couple officers down there and they, they went and they knew me. So they went and interviewed this guy first and he's effing this and effing that and effing this. And one, oh, of, one of the police officers asked him, so what's, if you don't mind me asking, what's the deal with your fingernails? And, um, he says, I just do it to piss my grandmother off. Hmm. He said, I live with her. And uh, that officer says, huh. He says, you know, I was raised by my grandmother after my parents died. He said, I've got the utmost respect for my grandmother and would hate to do anything to make her mad at me. So you can kind of see where it went from after that. It, <laughs> uh, yeah, they got him a good ticket. Uh, their insurance is going to have to pay for a bumper. And maybe they learned a lesson that you just can't, because uh, I asked him when he when he was talking, you know, sitting there in his car, he was effing this and effing that. I said, man, I said, you have to use such language. My wife was sitting right there. He said, I can talk any effing way I want to. He said, freedom of speech, freedom of speech. Oh, geez. But, you know, they just, they don't understand that there's some of us crazy old guys. We're just tired of this bullshit and we, we're not going to put up with it anymore. You know? 
Yeah, this ain't yeah. Burger King. You can't have it your way all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, you want to, you know, if you want to get out there and run your flapper and stuff like that, you better have the ass to back it up if it comes to it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I completely not break a nail. Yeah, not break but, a uh, nail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, I just, uh, it's crazy how things are getting anymore. It just really is. So that was my week. That was the kind of a little, I, I almost forgot about it. That was on Saturday. Yeah. That's when old people take their trash to the dump, you know, and stuff like that. So that was my week. Who's next? I can go. Cool. So to take off from where you uh, left off, George, Uh-oh. I was listening to a podcast over the week that I was working and they had Herschel Walker on. And Herschel Walker uh, played for a lot of NFL teams. I got to thinking there's three things that are lacking after listening to him. And he's an amazing guy. Like, I can't believe what he's done in his life and where he got. I I knew he was a football player. That was basically all I knew. Uh, But hearing his story, man, just an amazing guy, an amazing story. But there's like three things that are lacking in society. It's like. You know, no responsibility for anything. Everything's not somebody else's fault. I want to get everything given to me. I, I, or I, you know, I don't want to take any time to go after it and put the time in. Just need it given to me. It's it's crazy, man. No, no respect. Yep. So that's that's what it is: respect, responsibility, and and like devotion to whatever you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. Like those three things are seriously lacking. Dedication. Drive. Yeah. Yeah. Dedication. You're right. Right. Dedication. Yep. But yeah, man. <clears throat> Yeah, that just, you know, that kind of goes with the three R's, those two and then reliability. You know, that's what I see lacking so much now in society. Even businesses, you know, tell you they're going to do something, you know, and I don't know. Yep. So, uh, break down all around. I did some simming Friday night, from what I can remember. (laughs) With, uh, how how, how much were you in a bag? I don't know. See, I have a problem. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you do I have, I have a few problems but one of the problems i have is uh i don't want to make the wife mad so she sees that i'm going down for a drink and i make an overly large drink and then i go down for another one and it's completely over the top again so by the third one it's like having <laughs> six drinks now Ooh. and yeah so i was probably feeling no pain at least by 10 o'clock but uh <laughs> i remember andy being there and uh, Flanker, Steve, Steve, you were there, right? <laughs> yeah. I remember Dave. Dave showed up. Hang and on, Gray Eagle. Actually, we had, a, we had quite a group, man, if I remember right. Yeah. Steve we had from a huge Florida was there. I was, I was surprised to see, Mon- like, hear Monty's voice. Monty showed up. Yeah, Frank Mordeos. Gucci. Jeez, we had, like, four podcasts on there. Rich Sowers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Rich, it was, it, was, it was cool, man. I had a good time. Yeah, it was a late one too. Yeah, Ian Ian was there. Yep. Yeah, but the, yeah. unfortunately, that was the only flying I got in because we were trumped this weekend with mm-hmm. TFR. Yes, but it did give me a chance to do some stuff around the house, which I, I still got mountains of projects around here. I was on the roof, I was cleaning the roof off and getting the gutters clean because it was raining on Sunday pretty bad. So it was a good thing I did that Saturday. Uh, but I started sanding the R2 project. I started permanently gluing stuff together. I used epoxy on a lot of the stuff, on a lot of the major parts. 
like the dome is in six parts. You print it in six parts. And up until now, I've just had it like bolted together. There's holes to where you can bolt it together. So I took it all apart and I said, all right, we're doing this. Uh, you know, I got to get the next step is to get it ready for paint. So I glued it together and made it all one piece. And to me, that's like a turning point for me. Like that's when you go from like, okay, I can, I can take it back all apart to where I can't really make a mistake with this. You know, I got to get this right. So it came out really good. And then there's some issues, you know, because it's 3D printed in six parts. But, um, man, I got out the, the Bondo and I Bondoed up what I thought needed to be done. And I went to Home Depot and I purchased a sander for like, I don't know what it was, 60 bucks or something like that. It was a uh, an orbital orbit orbitable orbitable. It was an abdominal um, abdominal abdominal It was an orbiting sander. Let's see what kind it was. Random orbital sander. Orbital? Am I not saying that right? Orbital? Orbital. orbital. How many drinks have you had tonight? Yeah. Only two. Uh, drink one more, you'd be all right. Yeah. We yeah. had two, but they were half gallon each. Yes. yes. I think he's drinking out of them Home Depot buckets. Well, I went to the oh Exxon Valdez School of Bartending. Uh, um, dude, so yeah, it was uh it was worth buying that. And I started out with sixty grit, went to hundred, went to one fifty, and it's coming out a lot better than I thought it was going to come out. Like I am just shocked that I, and I'm not a, I mean, I've done Bondo on cars. I did Bondo on my gas tank on my Harley when I built that, but that was back in 93. And I, it took me a week to get the gas tank to how I wanted it. Like I was down in the garage, like five nights, just working on that to where, how to get it to where I, I wanted it and uh, came out great, but it just takes time to do it. This freaking Sander. And from now on, I'm just calling it the Sander. Uh, <laughs> was was really good investment man really good and i started priming it just testing out different primers and uh it's coming out it's coming out really i'm amazed at how good it's coming out for a 3d printed you know thing and you can you can tell when you get the plastic a little too hot you got to back off it you know mm -hmm. when you're sanding uh, oh, yeah. and if your print didn't come out that good you'll be able to tell because some of the walls will start to separate but other than that, man, nothing a little CA can't fix if that if it, if you get a slight little piece like that that happens. I tell you, if you use a polyurethane based primer on it first before you do anything to the pieces, it it's amazing how it bonds all those layers of PLA together. Well, like, I tried I tried three different types. I had some automotive, and I had some filler primer, and I had some just straight up cheap primer and actually what worked the best was the real cheap primer the automotive stuff uh was a little difficult to sand and so was the the filler primer it was a little difficult to sand was it two part no no it's just that's, uh, that's what you need i mean it, it when it cures it makes it like a rigid single part i mean you just wouldn't believe the difference it makes yeah see i didn't have i don't know i just wanted to try uh -huh. it out the difference i don't know where to even get stuff like that i ordered some of it i'll i'll uh send you a link to it okay yeah do that but i got some more parts in for the controller that i plan on using which i was going to go originally with rc but now i'm thinking about doing this bluetooth this little mini ps3 controller that i got that's mm -hmm. like maybe five inches long it's like fits in in one hand it's got a little 
stick on the end of it and all these buttons. It's kind of like half of a PlayStation controller. And nice. I can yeah, and I can Bluetooth one of those to an Arduino, which I already got, and a shield, and then you just download the code and it can run to the rest of the stuff. I can tie it back into the rest of the stuff that I already have running, the audio and the lights and all that stuff. And nice. eBay was my friend for that, man, because on Amazon they're like eighty bucks and eBay I got it for like twelve dollars. <laughs> so I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and I has all your direction and everything. Yeah, yeah, that'll drive it around, and then all the buttons will do all the sounds and different combinations of buttons will do different things, and and it's open source, so like I can mess around with the program, and you're just uploading it to the Arduino. So if I want a button to do something different, you know, I can I can definitely do that, and I have the other app on my iPhone to do anything more detailed than what this can do. Uh huh. It should be pretty cool for now. I'll figure something out, you know. You're pretty damn smart. Nah, I know, right? I'm just, I wouldn't uh, even know where to begin with an Arduino and program and all that crap. I can't even say that. <laughs> well, I can't say orbitable. Orbital. So, orbital. Orbital. <laughs> so, uh, to make myself sound even smarter, I also this week created and ordered my first custom P- PC board. That nice. should be P- PCB, not PSB. Uh, which I had... I had sent files uh, to a company to produce the boards already, but it was what someone else had created. And this is a just a little power distribution board that I wanted to come up with with terminal blocks on it that I could mount on top of another board that somebody else had already designed, like by use standoffs or something like that. So kind of got the dimensions correct and holes, and I wanted to make it pretty easy for my first one too, you know. Uh, didn't want to make anything overly crazy, but, uh, it was actually pretty easy to do it all online and then just hit, you know, do I want to order it? And what, once I was done, yeah. What's the turnaround on that? Uh, that's a good question. I didn't go for the crazy shipping. So maybe a week, I think. Oh, that's not, that's that's not not just buy one or do you have to buy a bunch? You have to buy five, but I'll probably oh, use more bad. than one. Yeah. yeah. You'll screw and up a couple. Yeah. And just to test it out, I mean, it was like under $20 for, for the boards and with plus the ship, you know, with the shipping, yeah, it was under, under that's 20 cool. bucks just to check things out. And, you know, it's only, you know, it can only get crazier from here. You know, that's uh, pretty amazing. Like this is stuff I would have hand built, you know, with the little cheese board stuff you got yeah. from Radio Shack back in the day, you know, and done all the wiring yeah. myself. But uh, that that's it, man. That's all I've done. I can't wait to get out and fly one this weekend, man. Hopefully, but that's in. What are we doing? So I'll yep. hold off on that. So who who's next? I'll go next since um, Andy actually did stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. What did I do? Yeah, we simmed. We simmed on yeah Friday. That was that was a lot of fun. Um, it is, I, man. I, I think I jumped on around like maybe eight thirty or so, maybe even later. I don't remember, but I didn't get off the. What is that? Discord till like I don't know. The simming kind of stopped around close to midnight. Um, Damn, really? Yeah, I was I was talking to Gucci and Rich, you know, Dan and Rich Sellers for probably close to one in the morning. It might have been wow. just over one o'clock in the morning, and Holy we were just cow. having some good conversations about you know the hobby and, and competitions and stuff. 
And um, yeah, yeah, it was it was really nice uh, to just chat with those guys and you know get to know their perspective and stuff. Did you talk yeah. about hovering? Yeah, we talked about hovering, nice. hovering. Yeah, and you know F three N F three C stuff. Um, kind of like what do we do to kind of bring back competitions back into America because you know we don't really have much. We have some Nats, we have some F three N F three C and Nats, but it's not really bringing any young people. You know, it's like. You yeah. have the same two, three people competing, like, you know. And, I, you know, of course, I'm like, you guys know where I stand with this, right? Like, the, you know, I'm not anti-hovering, but I just don't think that the format works when you can't draw in any new people. No, it's not. You know? It doesn't entice the younger crowd. No, it totally doesn't. get where you're coming Steve, from. Steve, you're so anti-hovering. I know, I even, know. You won't even hover to take off. You just, like, shoot straight up. Half pure flip, right off the deck. That's what he does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've done that once. <laughs> no, I've done that a couple of times with the 500, but nothing with the bigger ones. <laughs> but anyways, um, you know, we're just talking about how we can kind of revive that, right? Like, because it's, it sucks. Like, I think we need that, you know. And, you know, we have quite a, you know, quite a lot of, like, good pilots, a lot of beginner pilots. Like, we have a vast range of pilots in America, you know. And I think there's a place for all of these folks to compete, but it's just there's no enticement to it. There's nobody you know wants to do it it's 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 work it's you know dedication like you're saying right all that stuff that you know you guys were mentioning earlier that the newer generations lack is part of the reason why i think these um competition stuff is dying out too mm-hmm. but anyways um i don't want to dig into that too much but besides that we had a tfr so yeah no fly that kind of sucked i really wanted to go fly and meet up with you know go to polder Yes, yeah. you know, as my as my weekends get limited here, I'm you know I'm trying to really like hang out with people, right, and kind of get out there even with COVID and stuff. But but instead, I ended up working on the Miata. Um, Rob came over, helped me a bit, and I just kind of been pushing forward with it. You know, I got I got the main hoop tacked in. I got the two legs built out with the base plates for those legs all all you know tacked in and kind of it's strong. Like even with the tacks, I can. I can, you know, shake the whole car from trying to shake the bar. Like, it does not budge. Um, so that's nice. So now I'm going to start working on the – I want to pick up some more, you know, tubing and basically build out some more um, cross braces on the on the back part. But in the meantime, I picked up um, a tube or pipe notcher. and Oh, nice. And uh, one and three-quarter bits. The pipe's one and five-eighths. Five, um, yeah, one and five-eighths. So I got one and three-quarters. And it seems to be good size or work, you know. Is that the thing that I see on the car shows that puts the rounded, like the fish mouths? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. So, yeah. dude, where where are you getting your pipe from? Because I this always wondered me where to buy pipe like that. So I bought like a DIY kit for a couple hundred bucks, which okay. sucks. It came with no instructions, no like any type of guidance. I I had to basically piece it together. Me and Rob basically had to figure it out, but um. There's a place that I'm going to actually go to near here. I'm going to call them first to see if they have it, but RNS, um, RS Phillips Steel. It's up in uh, Vernon, New Jersey. So I'm okay. going to try to get some piping from them and see if they have it. Yeah, you'll have to call them because you'll have to have it custom cut. Yeah, it'll they'll have to cut it. Foot. Yeah, it'll be in 20-foot mm-hmm. pieces or 40s. Yeah. So I'll probably have a couple, you know, four-foot Three to four feet pieces. Stick cut. a twenty foot piece of pop out of your truck bed. <laughs> it's fine. I've seen 
worst things in New Jersey. <laughs> hey, Steve, you might check with the recyclers because a lot of times you can find sections of new uh, heavy wall. Places. Yeah. Yeah. Where companies, you know, that do big uh, fabrication jobs and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they, they don't have time to sort through junk like that. They just, they just scrap yeah, it yeah. out. They use what they need and they scrap the rest. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's where yeah. I get a lot of my stuff. Oh, nice! Because there is a place right in Stanhope. Um, I forgot I the name, Ramio or something. But uh, yeah, they buy metal and stuff. So maybe it'll be a yeah. lot cheaper. Might yeah, be hard to find the exact size you need. But yeah, and that's the thing. I kind of want to get the same, like you know, diameter and also the wall thickness to be, be pretty surprised. much the same. You know, but yeah, it's worth a call, right? Yeah, you'd be surprised. Cool. Um, yeah. Beyond that, I started figuring out what I'm going to do to weld the front part of the cage. So I'm trying to figure out the cage, um, the front legs, and the main halo hoop that goes above my head. Um, I did have to customize. You know, I made that seat bracket, which came out great, but that placed the seat like three inches too high, like my head was above the roll cage. Oh, jeez. So I had to, you know, <laughs> axe that and say, nope, okay, so that's gone. And then I had to actually cut a bracket out. So I, I drilled out a whole bunch of spot welds, and now the seat is actually going to mount right to the floor plan. Floor plan. Dude, what is it? A booster seat? How could that possibly get your head over the roll cage? Jeez, well, the racing be... seat it was high. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because the Miata seat is actually really small, even compared to the seat. Um, okay. As far as like the height and stuff, because it's just low in the in the seat brackets. And then for me to like make a seat that's wider fit, I had to lift it up an inch. So an inch plus the bracket itself, it ended up being, you know, a couple inches too high. Should so, just put uh, a, a bubble in the roof. <laughs> Your head yeah, but it, it doesn't do any good. I mean, no, I fit in the car, and it's a convertible, so it's not that. But it rolls yeah, over. That my make, head's gonna make the the roll cage go up. Oh, you say make no, but then I can't fit the hard top. I want to be able to put the hard top back on. So, anyways, uh, yeah, a lot of Mister Miata stuff. Um, you know, things are kind of happening quick. I know I keep on saying that with the house, but you know, closing is in a week and a half. So we'll see. Uh, We'll see what that involved. Um, so did, did you sell your house? No, not yet. We're going to just sell it after we buy uh, okay. that house and move all our shit out of here so we can actually have a, a nice, clean house to show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, um, we can afford both mortgages at, at this moment, so we're just going to continue doing that. Um, I'll still be in Jersey during that time, but it's basically like any free time, it's basically moving shit down. So it's taking drives down to Virginia every weekend pretty much. Wow. Um, I'm buying an RC trailer. I think I mentioned that, right? Did I mention what are you going to get? So, uh, Mike Welsh, our friend Mike, he had a 12 by 8, I believe, double axle um, box trailer, like enclosed. And yeah, he's uh, selling it to me. He's actually doing a little bit of work on it to make sure it's, you know, nice and good for me. For the, for the, basically, I'm going to use it to move first. And then eventually, I think I'm just going to do what he did originally with that is build a workbench and have all my RC stuff kind of in there. So when I go to a fun fly, I just hitch it up and go. You don't have yeah. to worry about it. Um, there's a fun fly, you know, and near Halloween. I want to go down to somewhere in Tennessee. I'm gonna try no to make way. that. I'm gonna try to make that one, and you know, it'd be nice to have a, a trailer where I could just bring all my stuff, not have to worry about it. Use it as a, you know, as a hotel too when I need to, you know, sleep at night and stuff, or tent depending on the weather. Sweet. But uh, yeah, yeah, so. That's my plans. That's kind of been what I've been up to. 
besides that, I've just been working like crazy. I mean, I worked this past weekend off and on. And uh, yeah, Sunday night, I was watching a movie with Hunter. We were watching uh, the Scooby-Doo movie. The Shaggy yeah. movie. The Scoobs. Scoob. Yeah. yeah. Did that not remind you of Shaggy Parker? It's so dead. It's so I dead. told you. Yeah, I watched that with my kid. Yeah. Looks just it acts like him. It's everything, everything about him. Mannerism. Yep. <laughs> exactly. You're talking about you're talking about Shaggy, not the dog, right? Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah. After that movie, you know, I was like 11 o'clock, and I was like, "Oh, Hunter, you need to go to sleep." And went upstairs, and I was like, "Oh shit, I was supposed to do some work before Monday." And so I logged in, and I was up to about 2.30 getting some shit done for work. So that was fun. And then, you know, obviously I had to be up at, not as early as you guys. I mean, you guys are up dumb early, but, uh, you know, I had to wake up at 7. So, you know, four or five hours of sleep or so. Yeah. So that was my week. Andy, bring us home. Well, let's see. I hauled three loads of soybeans. I did 3D printing stuff. I ordered and received some measuring tools, some radius gauges, a 300-millimeter rule, and a bigger dial caliper because, as everyone knows, 8-inch is better than Uh 6-inch. And I have – what this is is a metric and imperial dial caliper. And I have a 6-inch version, and I actually really like it because I've always liked the dial caliper better. Just because something about it, like when I was machining or something, it just, I, I can look at it and tell, okay, I need to take 20 thousandths off or something. I don't have to do any math or subtraction or, or whatever. And I have a couple digital ones, but I always just like the dial better. So this is a anytime tools got off Amazon and it's actually pretty nice. I mean, it's not, it's no Michitoyo or a, stare it or nothing but you know for hobby stuff and what i'm going to use it for measuring stuff when i'm 3d modeling and whatnot mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. actually pretty decent kind nice. of like it and right. i picked up some metric radius gauges because again like when you're 3d modeling it's really handy to be able to measure the when you're trying to figure out a curve or a radius or something yeah and i had the 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 standard ones in my machining stuff, I brought those in a few weeks ago, but I found myself doing most of the modeling in metric because it's quite a so bit much, easier. So much easier. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so annoyed that the United States didn't switch to metric like 40 years ago when the yeah. rest of the world did. Mm-hmm. So stupid. Mm. So I flew the whiplash gasser and the damn battery was dead. Again, receiver battery, mm-hmm. completely dead. I didn't get, go get my multimeter, but it wouldn't register on the the battery oh, check wow. or anything. Okay. Were you measuring uh, in in metric? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that that was the problem. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wasn't gonna let that slip by. <laughs> metric makes so much more sense. Yeah, but it's tough when when you got it embedded in the system and everybody building every building. I know, but if we just switched after the war, like the rest of the world, it would be a non-issue now. Mm -hmm. Like now, we have to have two of everything. I have two sets of tools, two sets of measuring instruments, two of everything because three fourths of the equipment I work on is in metric, and the other thirty (laughs) percent 
is in uh, standard. Hey, if Woody had gone right to the police, this would never have happened. <laughs> and nobody got that one. Did you get that one, George? Yeah. I didn't get it. All right, I'm old. Uh, continue. You're old as shit. I'm going to fill my will out while you continue. <laughs> yeah, seriously. My will and testament. Now, I, like I said, I've been playing with that Fusion 360 and stuff. It's so much easier to just use metric instead of having to type in fractions and shit. Oh, I completely agree. Whenever I'm uh, designing something, I, like, I'm completely on metric. I have calipers that just metric. Yeah. I went out and bought a metric tape measure because everything I do now is in metric. Right. Well, that's why I got this ruler. You know, it's like a, oh, it's 300 millimeters. So it's what, like 14 inches or something, mm-hmm. 12 inches. And, uh, it's really handy. Just, you know, throw it up, measure something. It's like, yeah, looks like that needs to be about 50 millimeters or whatever. Is it metal? Yeah. Metal. Yeah. Like a, like a machinist rule. Right. I've got one. It's metric. I really like it. I mean, yeah, super handy. Um, but back to the battery. This is the second time that batteries went dead, and it's my fault. I always forget to unplug it, and it's normally not a problem if you fly over a couple weeks. But since it's been sitting in a camper for a couple months, I guess it just went dead. So I had another bigger one. I stuck that on there to fly with, and I'm probably just going to throw this small one away. It's a 1200 uh, life pack. Throw it away and get another one to replace it. <laughs> yeah, that's all I've been up to. 3D printing, buying tools, and do a little bit of flying. I lost nice. a little bit. Be sure and post links to the tools you got. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a sucker for a tool, especially a measuring instrument. Oh, me too. I, I like, you know. I like to measure things. I can hear a planker segment in the works as you speak, dude. Yep. Okay. I like to measure things, <laughs> and eight, eight is better than six. Eight yeah, is better than is six. Big yeah. thing to measure his things. Yep. Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Ian? What you been up to? Oh, not a whole lot. Um, well, joined in on the Discord uh, sim session. That was fun as always. Um, Hung out there until like what? What was it about ten thirty when I bailed, Steve? That's yeah, about when I took took off. Yeah, 10:30. It was a little after they left, so maybe around eleven. Yeah, well, time zone difference, and yeah, of course, oh, right. but yeah, 11, yeah. but uh, other than that, just uh, really been working. Um, I actually pulled up my uh, my five fifty X that I crashed in Florida out from the basement. I I've got it mostly back together, but it's still missing a few things. I've robbed a couple parts off of it for other stuff, but, uh, had to go through it, see what else is missing. You know, just kind of put it all in a list. Cause I was thinking about selling it for like the longest time, but I just kind of, you know, I'm not going to really get much out of it. You know, they're yeah. not really a going, model anymore so i'm probably just gonna keep it and throw it in a fuselage there you go i'm thinking uh md 500 um what i'm going the one i'm kind of really eyeballing is the the magnum pi one yeah the island hopper yep yeah 
that no, I think fuselage. I, we had one uh, 800 size explode into the power lines here one day. It was exciting. <laughs> oh, yeah, I tell Andy, you to go watch the video. But Andy was here, wasn't he, Andy? No, I wasn't here when he hit that. Oh, I thought you were here. Yeah, I was going to say I'll tell you to go watch the video, but poor Steve started filming the ground when it hit. Uh, I'm never going to let him live that down. He always does that. (laughs) You got to at least film it. (laughs) Well, you get so excited. You know, I've done videography for years, and a cameraman that can hold that camera and look through that viewfinder while he's rolling down the side of a mountain and and stay focused on his shot, (laughs) very rare. I've seen one. Yeah, I, I get that, but he was just standing there. Yeah. You the, gotta get the shot. So excited, it's just like I want to put this down and look at that. No, no, you gotta. But you're get the, the shot. cameraman. You're yeah. the cameraman. I want to look at it once so nobody else can see it for a million. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, I'm going to come up there one day, George, and Steve's going to punch me in the head. <laughs> Does he drive into a ditch when he sees a pretty girl walking down the street? Because it's about <laughs> the same. Thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. That's I, I do that. <laughs> you slam on the brakes when you think it's a girl. I plied, I plied the brakes firmly <laughs> and pulled to the shoulder. And then there's some kid with nails rear-ends you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, if it had been a girl, it might not have been that bad. You know. But, you, know. you don't know, George. He might have been looking to rear-end something. He <laughs> <laughs> and save us. Well, he had enough uh, locking with him. So... Say you were doing what now, Ian? Well, <laughs> well, before we got derailed, <laughs> uh, no, right. um, I'm just right now. I'm thinking about just going ahead and putting it into a fuselage, and you know, since I mean it's not really a going model to really sell, so it's just like I've been wanting to try a fuselage again for a while. So just figuring, you know, why not just go ahead and keep it? But. Uh, Definitely eyeballing the the island hopper. I think that'd be nice. Just haven't really decided w- what I should do as far as power system on you know powering it because uh, I am really considering the scale rotor head on it. Cool. Yeah, I got it mostly back together from the crash in Florida. I'm sure Andy. Andy, were you there uh, when I uh, put it in? Uh, I don't remember it. Uh, might have been there, but I don't remember seeing it. Oh, I was I, I got Xanoed more or less. Uh, Xano <laughs> started heckling me. I started flying a little harder. Hey, and, that's a rite of passage. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. And I gave it rudder and I lost orientation to the tail. And then just, all I could do is hit hold because it was going in. It wasn't that spectacular of a crash, but uh, it was uh, it, it was a hard one. It pretty much belly flopped right onto the skids. Uh, you know, bent the tail upward. Of course, it uh, it cracked one of my uh, side frames, which I had the 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 550L frames on it. So when I broke one, I had to turn around and get both because the the fr- side frames between the L and the X are much different. I mean, everything still bolts up, but it bolts up slightly different. I never want to crash uh, that particular helicopter again because that was absolute hell. I just, I never was a fan for the, the gearboxes. 
Okay. Like, uh, I pretty much had to pretty much strip it all the way down to like just pieces all over the place. Uh, and then just kind of start from scratch. Uh, the Jesus bolt, I had to, uh, uh, pretty much drill out the remnants of it that was inside the, the main shaft because it, it broke from both sides of the main shaft, uh, next to the below the main gear. But like the, what was left of the Jesus bolt was stuck. It was literally just lodged right in the middle of the, of the main shaft. And I had to drill it out. So it took a few days to get, get that all mostly put back together. And by that time I was like, you know, I really want a 570 and I set it off to the side, never got the 570, but there is a Kraken that's out now. Well, mm-hmm. so I kind of do have my eye on that. Eventually I will get one, but I don't know if I'll go through the hoops that, uh, the planker has, but <laughs> <laughs> now is that the one you're planning on putting in the scale? Uh, the, the, the 550X. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. That's going to be nice. I remember Chris Ryber talking about when he did his synergy that mm-hmm. uh, I think he had the elevator servo. He had to find a shorter one or figure something out. You might have the same issue with with that one, the way it sticks out on the side, but you'll you'll be able to tell. Oh, yeah. And I did listen to that episode and, you know, just to kind of get a little brush up on uh, some of his tips and tricks with uh, fuselages. And that's one thing I did kind of discover. I'm got to come up with some type of shim to bring that elevator servo in and obviously uh, flip the, the ball to the, yeah to the arm, to the other right. side. So other that side might be able to, yeah. it hmm. should clear, but I won't know until I actually get one. You know, yeah. And, the, and that model was that MD 500 is kind of round to begin with, but all that stuff right. sits up high in that one area. So yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. Oh yeah. That'll be cool. I, I, I think it'll be fun. I mean, when I first got into the hobby, uh, when I finally made it up to uh, collective pitch, I ended up getting a uh, Blade 450 3D, and after flying it a little bit, uh, probably a good couple months, I ended up getting uh, the 450 scale uh, Align MD500 fuselage, and I stuffed it in there. It it was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, it I didn't I really slow similar. it. I have yeah. an MD five hundred ish fetish. <laughs> oh, most geez. of mine are military, but uh, yeah, I yeah, like, yours are over the top. <laughs> I like the egg. No, they're really not. They're not that nice. Ah, I but beg I like, to differ. I mean, you got a lot of detail in it. Yeah, I like the flying eggs. They're just cool looking. I put a Synergy E seven in one of them. And I mean, it, it was like it was made for it in a 700 size piece launch. Right. Yeah, they're, they're a nice flying heli, just as is. I mean, I've, I've flown a couple of them, you know, not mine, but I mean, they're pretty rock solid. It's yeah. just, I'm more toward the, the fuselage, you know, than the, the pod and boom and everything. So it's just, it's just easier for me to see. Mm-hmm. that's cool man yeah and i know they make them might have a little bit of a issue trying to find one in stock but i know they make those probably the most popular model yeah <laughs> oh yeah is the, is the magnum far. pi paint job yeah 
It's like why not? Why not have one from a an icon from a iconic TV show? Yeah, yeah absolutely, man. Ocean's got them in uh, six hundred size would be perfect. Oh yeah, and, and that's actually where I was looking at too. Cool. Yeah, I don't believe you'd have too much trouble. Nah, not at all. Uh, I think it'll be a fun little build. It's just a matter of if or when I get to it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know the the real the scale MD five hundreds the you know the blades they were pretty close to the to the body. Most of the most of the ones you see out there kits uh, they stick way out too far, so you, you might be able to pull it down in there, make your spacer between the floor of the fuselage and your frame. Yeah shorter and bring that bring your uh blade height your blade level down closer to the fuselage yeah they line up through the yeah uh, you've got a little bit of wiggle room on the angle of your tail going back through there right but yeah they're pretty easy to fit you can cram about anything in a md 500 being a straight tail oh yeah and it's like uh when i had my little uh 450 shoved in a fuselage i mean it was pretty much the same process i had to i had to raise it a little bit more because they came with the the standoffs on the inside to 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 hold the mechanics i actually had to add to it for the blade 450 3d to actually fit in there nice Mm -hmm. you know to where like the fly bar wouldn't even you know smack the fuselage if i gave it a you know hard collective or uh any type of really you know, sudden movements that way it wouldn't smack the the top of the fuselage. But I mean, it, it fits in there nice. And if it's if it's a hair too short, you can always just trim the the tail. It's mm-hmm. the great. That's what I always thought was the great thing about the the MD five hundreds. You know that I've ever seen. You know, but yeah, I mean, it's been forever since I've been in the scale. Awesome, nice. Yeah. All right. Up? Yeah, let's uh let's get into the main topic and get to know Ian here some more. Uh first of all, where are you located? Uh I live in Kansas City, Missouri. Nice. Yep. Nice. Not to be confused with Kansas City, Kansas. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We had this conversation one night. Oh yeah. Uh, Kansas City, Kansas is just real meh. <laughs> I wonder if the Kansas City folks from there is like, yeah, Missouri one. Nah. <laughs> uh, how long have you been in the hobby? I've actually been flying since 2012. Um, my dad was in the hobby, you know, from 88 until probably about 95 or 96. So obviously, from the, you know, for as long as I could remember, you know, I was interested in it then. But, you know, with somebody with with a kid like me, I was really hyper and my attention span was worse than a parakeet. Um, <laughs> it's kind of hard to really teach me to fly and then not to be able not to mention to be able to afford a hobby for a second person. So, sure, yeah. then not to mention the simulator. There were simulators. They weren't very good at all. <laughs> they were extremely, yeah. I mean, they were extremely poor quality. I remember yeah. some of the first real flights. They were, you know, it was like 
when you're trying to fly a helicopter, it's like trying to ride a uh, pogo stick while you were rubbing your belly and patting your head at the same time. <laughs> that bad, huh? Pretty bad. The smallest helicopter you can get back then was a, a Nitro 30. I mean, mm-hmm. so learning to fly even when I started was much easier because you can get like a helicopter that's the size of your hand and then a simulator and you're not worrying about spending, you know, three, 400 bucks every time you go to, you know, you know, try to learn something, try to learn to hover, you know, without crashing it. So, right. Right. So I think today we have it a lot easier. Oh yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Steve thinks that's where everybody gets in trouble is all this hovering stuff. They just need to go completely vertical and work with it from there. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, when you run out of battery, just auto-rotate down. <laughs> and, and the Who was I, t- I was talking to somebody at the field just recently over over the last month, and they were telling me that their their father got into flying helis in the late 70s, 80s, where the guy... Then he knew the guy that, that won like national champion or something that year. And his mm-hmm. claim to fame was that he hovered for like 20 seconds. Like that's what made him <laughs> national champion or something. Talking to somebody at the field about that. Hey, Steve Hodges Whoa. was the national champion at Urcha one year in the novice division. I think, and wow. he, I think he hovered for 12 seconds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he flew a circle. Wow. <laughs> Can you imagine though? I can imagine trying to fly something you know that's running on fuel and those very primitive early helicopters i mean that was just oh yeah like the servo I, configurations all the mechanical oh my god things that they had to do so complicated uh, mechanical crazy. gyros those were a mechanical challenge. gyros yep or yeah. gyros my, hat, my hat's off to them you know well it's like even in the early 80s i mean if you could you know fly it around in forward flight and actually land it you were a pro <laughs> I mean, there, there was no mm-hmm. pyro flipping. There was no TikToks. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's what Daryl Sprayberry tells me. He said, you know, back back the scale days, back when it was gas and stuff, if you could just hover it around, maybe, you know, go forward up and down the runway a little bit, that was that was it. I mean, you, you had really done something. Yeah, but I can't, I can't even imagine putting all the time into, like, carving out blades out of wood and doing all this stuff just to be... Yeah. Get to just to get to a point where I can hover for 20 seconds. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then have to rebuild the whole nuts, thing and man. do it all yeah. over again. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh. Kevin, people were just more tough back then. You know, it really <laughs> it is. It goes back to the degradation of society. See, back then, yeah. you know, they'd whittle, you know, they'd whittle uh, spark plugs out of a seashell. And uh, nowadays, we. <laughs> Well, shit, I could push a boulder up a hill, but when there's a backhoe sitting there, I might as well use that. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like It's made us weak, though. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I tend to think that it a lot of things with society tends to even out on its own. Like mm. we had we had email take off when, we, when they started the Internet. So, of course, nobody wrote letters anymore. So the post office was like, oh, shit, now what's going to happen? Then everybody yeah. started buying shit online, so now it bounced yeah. back like tenfold. Like, oh yeah. shit, we got to deliver shit. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> like I always think it, it evens out. Yeah, it usually does eventually. I mean, and not to mention things come back around. You know, because yeah, yeah. 
People miss the old platform. Yeah, I got a chance yeah. to wear bell bottoms again just recently. Oh that's God! What, oh really? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what they want you to think. Yep. So. Yeah, you need to get Shaggy a pair of those. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, let's get back to talking about helis, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so do you do you only fly helis, or do you also fly uh, planes and multi rotors? Um, I I did dabble in multi rotors a little bit, but it it lost its fun a little quickly. Uh, but otherwise, I I mainly fly helis. I never I never could actually land a plane in one piece on a simulator, so it's just it was kind of best not to. But I'm kind of thinking. Eventually, I, I probably will pick up something that you know I'm not going to cry too hard if it you know piles in. Yeah, man, uh, go to flight test route for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you can <laughs> yeah. fly heli, you can fly a plane. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, landing can be a little more tricky, but it's way easier in person than it is on the sim. Oh yeah, huh? that's kind of what I figured um, when I uh, learned my forward flight for uh, helis, I switched over to the plane and did the plane for a little bit. And then when I switched uh, back to the helis and then actually put it, you know, toward the actual real heli, it just really made a difference as far as my flying capability. So, I mean, it helps, but I think eventually I'll end up probably getting something cheap as far as uh, planes and whatnot. Nice. Cool. Let's see here. What do you do for a living? Um, I I work for O'Reilly Auto Parts. Um, nice. Yeah, I pretty much stock the back of the store. You know, sort out all kinds of uh, freight that comes in and stuff that's got to go out. And uh, I also, you know, do uh, DoorDash as a side hustle. Nice. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah, it's a good thing you don't live in California. Oh, geez, because yeah, I just that... heard they're going to outlaw that DoorDash and Uber and all that kind of stuff. Oh, oh really? Damn, for really? real? Wow. Yeah, I heard they're going to outlaw Uber because you need to be uh, actually full time working for a company. You can't can't do that kind of thing. Sub what? it out or something. Can't work part time. I don't understand. You sure about that? I'm that pretty right. sure. I will look it up. But it is California, so who knows? Republic yeah. of California. The mm. Republic of California? With a K. <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard about that one. I I just really don't think it's going to fly too well. I mean, you know, everyone's going to complain, right? They're, they're a whole state of complainers. Um, <laughs> let's see here. So we talked about simming. Um, so... I mean, do you often sim? I mean, not just Fridays or? Um, I do. I do sim. It's just uh, lately, I just don't feel like you know, pulling out the computer. Not to mention, you guys are on on AccuRC. I have uh, Next that I'm usually oh. am on. It's just right now, I have it on a uh, laptop, so it's like sometimes it's kind of a hassle to pull it out, you know, boot it up and everything. And then, not to mention, it's just kind of real sluggish. So if I joined in on the party while simming, I'm probably going to keep crashing out more or less. So haven't really tried to download the new, uh, well, the AccuRC. Uh, mm-hmm. I just, I don't think I'd be able to stay in the party. I'd probably just keep lagging. 
Just turn everything down. <laughs> oh. Yeah. You can give it a shot one day. Yeah. So Definitely. so next is your Sima choice? Right now it is. Uh, I did uh, Real Flight for like the longest time, and then uh, mm-hmm. a friend of mine got me hooked up on uh, Next, and it just seemed to really feel better as far as just, you know, learning stuff. It just seems a little more natural. Right. Hey, whatever works for you, right? Oh, yeah, right. definitely. Now, I do miss the the whole where you can, like, surf through their uh, little web base to where you can download, like, models of w- that people have created. I do miss that feature. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Which I downloaded about everything. I, I think I even had, like, uh, X-Wing Fighter and, you know, shit from Star Wars on there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people just really came up with some really you know, off the wall stuff. And it was great. Awesome. That, yeah. I left off on uh 7.5 on that one. So I yeah, think that's me too. Mm-hmm. If I remember right, there was a lot of uh, guys that were uh, into that. Like could, could, oh, I remember the RCHN guys always talking about that with uh, <laughs> updating the, the, ga- the, the goblins with Gowies or whatever. Oh like, yeah. Downloading that and flying that. Yeah. People made. Yeah. You know, yep. That was like a pretty a cool feature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was fun. That was probably like one of the first things that I did download was the goblins because obviously I could see them better. You know, the the dark uh, tail booms and everything. It's like I've even tried wrapping, you know, wrapping them with that uh, with vinyl and it just it just doesn't really pop to me very well. <laughs> well I'll tell you what I thought was that I'll say it to the end of time, the best feature I I found on AccuRC was turning that disc opacity down really helped me out a lot. Because in the simulator, yeah, you can see it. I go into fly in the real life and I can't see it. <laughs> so now all yeah. my reference points are gone. So turning it down in the simulator really worked out great for me. Just got to fly at night. Then you can see it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so let's talk about like your fleet. You know, what, what kind of stuff do you have? What kind of hell is you got? Well, I've got my uh, my Drake 700. Um, mm-hmm. I've got uh, my Galley NX4 and uh, my uh, T-Rex 470L. That's uh, a good little beater. Yeah. Uh, those are my three active right now. And then the ones on the bench, I've got uh, my Goblin 630. I'm just haven't really done with anything on it yet. It's probably last on the burner. I've got uh, a Goblin 420 three blade. That okay. one's almost done. That's cool. Uh, nice. It just needs a few more parts to it. And then motor, ESC, and uh, receiver, and she's good to go. You could put an AS350 fuselage on that, baby. Oh, yeah. Um uh, Romeo has been sharing pictures on that. Yeah, Romeo, he does some <laughs> wonders with, you know, helicopters and goblins, especially in, in scale fuselages. He's currently oh. working on a Kraken 580, I believe, right? I seen that. He posted that today. Yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. That that one's going to be good. Yeah, he got some good. He, he knows how to how to make things work, how to make things fit. <laughs> it's the only way you can. I mean, just mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, and then uh, last but not least, I have uh, 
It's a 95 model, but it's a uh, Robo Shuttle ZX. It's nearly done as well. Wow. Yeah, tell yeah. us about that one a little bit. Is it, wasn't that your father's and you've rebuilt it? Uh-huh. Uh, yes, it was my dad's. Uh, he gotten it from uh, an old buddy of his, old flying buddy. He got it in like, I want to say 2011 or 2012. He flew it only a handful of times after getting it. And uh, it still had the old radio system in there where you still had the crystals nice. and everything. Oh, jeez! And it actually started glitching out on him on his last flight uh, where he went to. He made it climb a little bit in the front yard. And then when he went to give it some, uh, you know, the lower the collective a little so he can bring it back in and land it. It it just went for a quick dart and stopped. And dad you know, hit the throttle hold, let it land, and it sat at its house for like, oh geez, probably about a couple years at least. He finally gave it to me probably around like twenty thirteen. Told me he's like, you can hang it up, do whatever. He's like, you fly it, I'm gonna kick your ass. Oh jeez. It's like Damn. it's like it's like, okay, I'm not gonna do anything. Well well it's been sitting for all this time. And he ended up passing away in 2014. Mm. Uh, he had he had heart trouble, but uh, after sitting and everything, it's like you know what you know. He might not be happy the fact that you know I'm gonna go ahead and just rebuild it, and you know put a flight here and there with it. It's not gonna be looking like shit sitting on my on my shelf because I mean it's. It's got white plastic for the canopy and the fins, and it, they're mm-hmm. just yet, they're like a nasty yellow. I would, I would have to think that he would uh, love it if you were getting uh, enjoyment out of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think he would, but I think he probably said that because, you know, you know I was young. Stuff. I was just getting started in the hobby, and that's the last thing. Because in his mind, he thought that uh, they weren't making any parts anymore. And for that particular model, they're not. They're just they're updated parts. Yeah. So, like, obviously, if I cracked a frame on it, yeah, they still sell frames, but they're slightly different than what's what's on it right now. I can see how that'd be sentimental. And yeah. I'd be yeah. a little nervous oh, yeah. to fly yeah. it, but I think you'd get a real kick out of flying it. At mm-hmm. least getting one flight on it, yeah. yeah. I think that would oh, yeah, be really definitely. cool. Yeah, just oh, yeah. pull it out a couple times a year and fly it. Don't do anything crazy, but I, I, I think it's really, it cool <laughs> that, it's really cool that you took and have rebuilt, restored it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I said, it's nearly there. Um, it's uh, Some of the modifications I did, obviously, I put on a uh, uh, fly barless uh, head on it, oh, yeah. which... That's off of, uh, I actually had to buy the pieces and actually put it together because they didn't actually sell it in a kit. But there is like one of the shuttles, I think it's the EP model that when you buy it, it comes with a fly barless rotor head. But if you got like the the Nitro Plus 2 version, it it comes with a fly bar. I figured just replace the whole head. I don't have to worry about anything giving out because the old, you know, there's a lot of plastic on it. So it's like even the, the swash plate, there's no, 
there's no metal ball links on it. It's just, it's all molded plastic. And for as old as it is, I don't think it would, you know, survive takeoff. So I just went ahead and just replaced all that. Yeah. Uh, Safe convert. Oh yeah, most definitely. And then I converted it from belt start to uh top start. Oh, nice. Um, that one was actually pretty tricky. Um, the starter shaft actually goes through the pulley that runs the, the tail drive and goes all the way down into the clutch and the motor and so on. Um, I had to replace the bearing inside the, the frame for all that. So replacing the bearing, I also had to get the clutch and the actual starter shaft, of course. But the bearing, uh, the bearings that come with all, everything that I had gotten, the out, the inner diameter was what I needed, but the outer diameter I actually had to go to a machine shop and have a sleeve made so it can actually fit in the original bearing block to the frame I have. Otherwise, I would have to drill holes, uh, cut out the the old bearing block that was molded into the plastic to put in the the new one. Didn't want to do really a whole lot of chopping, so I just went yeah. ahead. Mm-hmm. Had a sleeve, uh, had a sleeve made, you know, put some retainer on it, called it good. Um, still in the midst of uh, converting, uh, uh, moving the tail servo to the back. Figured that'd be much easier than a, you know, rusted out cable going from one end clear to the other. <laughs> wow, cable. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you can imagine the flex in that thing. Yeah. She's almost there. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Nice. Let's talk about your supporting equipments, like your radio, chargers, batteries, you know, things like that. I've got BK servos in three of my machines. Um, one of them, well, two of them are in my active machines. One of them, it's just so small, it's like, why bother? <laughs> but uh, I... I Obviously, I fly uh, V-Control. I'm nice. sticking with the Classic on that one because, I don't know, uh, still trying to, uh, eventually I'll get one, but still trying to justify, you know, sp- spending, you know, $1,200 on one and then the dreaded learning curve. I'm not, I'm not very savvy as far as, you know, tuning and stuff like that. I mean, once I get it going, it's going. I typically leave it alone. Yeah. Um, charge case. I'm using uh, the HP server power supplies, and mm-hmm. I've got the Power Lab Six. Okay. Uh, it's a pretty nice. simple setup. Yeah, nothing wrong yeah. with that. I, I do the same thing with the server power supplies. Uh-huh. Sure. Oh, yeah. it, and mine appears to be lasting. I I haven't really put like any super load on it or anything like that. And they've really been holding up and it was probably the best 50 bucks I ever spent. Nice. I'm trying to think of what uh, else I have for supporting equipment. What kind of batteries do you like to use? Any that will charge is a plus. <laughs> uh, but I'm liking the HRB batteries that I uh, had gotten for my Drake. The graphene or Yeah, the the graphene. Yeah, nice. I mean, a little touch on the pricey side, but... You yeah, know, but I they can't can take abuse, though. Oh, they can. Absolutely. Um, 
the flight times because I don't really fly too hard. Yeah, if I haven't flown in like a few weeks, yeah, I'll go out there and you know, you know, beat the hell out of you know whatever I'm flying, you know, to the most of my ability and land it, thinking oh I'd probably drain it a little bit and test the battery. Oh, it's still at like fifty something percent. Damn it, I could have gotten another couple minutes. Yeah. So that's awesome, man. I've been hearing similar things about the HRBs. I haven't tried one yet. Uh, that's because I think everybody that has them is selling me their old or giving me their old batteries and just like, here, I don't use these anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so now I got a lot of pulse batteries. Oh, yeah. I got to thank the planker. He gave me a bunch that he wasn't using. Uh, nice. Gave me like three forty one hundreds, man. I was like, Mike, what do you want for this? Like, let me uh-huh. do something for you. He's like, no, no, don't worry about it. He's a generous dude. He sent us, he sent me boxes of stuff for us to use on hangar days. Yeah, George, we got we all should talk off the off air so he doesn't hear us yeah. about what we could actually do for the guy, man. Because freaking always always putting out, always giving like us feeding us at the field, always bringing food. And I'm like, dude, what yeah. can I get? What can I pick up? Oh, you I know, know what we're gonna do. What Swift are we gonna kick do? in the butt. Oh, <laughs> 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 he might like that though. Uh, careful it might make it into a segment yeah Yeah. almost guarantee it yeah we need to start doing video oh geez all right (laughs) moving along (laughs) moving along uh let's see here what else we have so let's kind of talk about some some facebook stuff some memes oh boy yeah what what got you started in that and you know like tell us about that well my main thing behind, you know, a lot of the stuff I post on Facebook, um, it's just to share a little laughter in the hobby, you know, uh-huh. um, anytime I post anything like that, any, any of my memes, um, it's just to cause laughter. Sorry if I offend anybody, but you know, it, I just started doing it like a few years ago and, uh, <laughs> I think it mainly started from like uh, when me and my cousin would like we'd pick on each other like all the time, post shit on each other, and then uh, it even got as far as like superimposing one another onto pictures and shit. So <laughs> <laughs> I, it it gets bad, but a lot of you know some of the stuff I've posted has probably derived from that. <laughs> I mean, because I. I don't know if you've seen how elaborate some of my memes have gotten. Like the one where uh, I posted that they called off the the Falcon 9 launch because of uh, Scott Graham doing a tandem. Yeah, uh-huh. I saw that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I had to superimpose all those in there. Oh, wow. I mean, and- some of them, I can pop them out you know, like real quick. I'll get a thought and they're like, oh, that would be good. And I find the image and then boom, done. Even for like your guys' posters, that uh-huh. took like the first one I did for the Car Wars, that took like two hours. Wow. And then uh, the one for uh, Indiana Drones, that took like almost eight hours. I mean, it, wow. Really? Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. I just, I had to make the image from scratch. I mean, because I had one that was, you know, was going to work, but trying to uh, match, you know, the actual Indiana Jones, uh, you know, in the image to your face was mm-hmm. <laughs> so my hard. face is a problem. 
Yeah. Is that what he's <laughs> well, saying? it was the skin. It was the skin complexion. So it's like obviously your your face in the picture. You were you know quite a bit lighter than the Indiana Jones in the picture, and it just would have looked goofy. So it's like I paid attention to a lot of those details. It's like okay, this is not going to work. So I had to get the background and then uh, cut out Indiana, cut out the jacket and everything, and try to match. Uh, it was really, it was really difficult. Well, it came out great, man. Uh-huh. Oh, and, yeah. I was, and I was telling Steve that uh, you do all of this on your phone. Yeah, I, did, wow. I do it all on my phone. Yeah, I couldn't believe uh, I that, tr- man. I tried to learn Photoshop, you know, because they give you like a seven-day trial period. Uh-huh. And it's like the, by the time seven days, you know, had gotten done, I didn't do anything on the, the actual trial that I actually liked because I was experimenting and I still didn't get it. So it's just like, eh. I'll wait and try it another time. <laughs> so does anybody in your life see you sitting there for eight hours making <laughs> a poster for a RC podcast and, and like just shake their head? Like, what are you doing wasting your life away? Uh, probably my mom. <laughs> <laughs> She's always telling me there's something wrong with me. Well, we love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my mother tells me that all the time. So. I don't think that's, I think that's a mother thing. I wouldn't <laughs> oh worry yeah, about it. definitely. Uh, it's like, there's some stuff that you like, um, Oh, when an episode drops, I, I show her the planker segments that I, you know, that I've helped with. And she's just like, Oh my God. <laughs> she just doesn't know what to think. Do you have a, like a favorite or a top two or three of your of memes or, or things you've done? That really, as far as, really stick out in your mind as some of your favorites or, or maybe it caused big reactions or something. Well, when El Presidente was on that campaign trail, I put out a, quite a few good ones. Yeah. I think my, I think my favorite one was, uh, says, uh, it was like something, something Scott Graham on the campaign trail and it has like this bus and there's like a shit ton of smoke behind it. It was after mm-hmm. he, you know, released his little project, the Nitro Kraken. Uh-huh. Right. So, yeah, that one was probably one of my favorites. Hmm. I think the one that got the most reactions, I think, was the the tandem with the Scott Graham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody lost their minds on that one. Yeah. So, yeah, I think those are my big two. The One of the more recent ones I really like is... Uh, the one I did with uh, Keith Williams, I, I couldn't help but do that. I uh, had superimposed uh, Keith Williams' face onto Henry the Eighth. Yes. Off with their heads. Oh yes. Yeah. Didn't what, what else? Did, wasn't there like a rotor head somewhere in that picture? Yeah, it had the had a NX four, and then in one hand the mm-hmm. actual frame and then he had yeah. the rotor in the other hand <laughs> uh, that's great oh yeah so Ian uh, how did you get hooked up with the planker yeah uh, I think we just you know started chatting you know one day and then uh, he had uh, was sending me messages of like uh, links to his uh, his YouTube and you know, he's a we were just sending stuff back and forth, and I sent him a couple audio clips of like me doing dumb shit, uh, like 
me doing SpongeBob because I I had saved it to my phone because I was clowning around at work one day and uh, discovered that I could do it. So, of course, I had taken a couple audio notes on it. And he's like, damn, that's good. He's like, would you would you be able to do that for a planker, you know, interview or something? And it's like, oh, yeah, sure. And, of course, the rest is history. <laughs> so you do the SpongeBob. I know I've heard that. And I you helped him out doing Yoda, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and that, dude, I don't know. Yoda's kind of like, to me, is is like Arnold. Like, everybody can do it. But it, you, you do it really good. Oh. To do it really good is like. Right. Is where it counts. So. Mm-hmm. Dude, that um, yeah, your Yoda was awesome, man. Yeah, that one was really, really hard for me, believe it or not, because otherwise, I don't know. I'm like real picky when it comes to when I was doing the the tracks for the planker. Like, probably out of like one of those lines, I would probably do it like 20 different times that I didn't like. If like, say, if my real voice was just trying to pop out of there, or it just didn't sound right, or I goofed on like a one of the syllables. Yeah. I, I just turn around and do it over again. And I just send the best one, you know, out of each one of those lines. Cause I did them all individually. Oh, that's uh, cool. But Yoda, that one was really hard. I actually had to really think on like what I was going to say and tr- try to get it out. SpongeBob. It's not so much anymore. I've done it many times. I've, I've prank called people with that video. With that voice. <laughs> really? I mean, nice. Um, I was at work one day and on my unit, we had the, the security cameras for the whole facility on my unit. And the nurse on the other unit was like sleeping at the desk. She had her like head rested against her fit, you know, her hand and everything. I called up the facility and I called up as SpongeBob looking for his, uh, his buddy Squidward that got, you know, admitted. And she's like, I don't think we have anybody here by that name. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> can you describe him and i said he's blue he's a, he's a he's a octopus uh he plays clarinet and she's like we don't have anybody here by that name and she hangs up and she's just kind of <laughs> sitting at the desk kind of dumbfounded right and then later <laughs> on walk over there and we're like talking to her she still looks like so confused like she just woke up like what the what the hell just happened yeah and then i started talking in the voice and she's like you asshole you know just <laughs> <laughs> Well, she probably did just wake up, right? When you called her. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, so, yeah. Who that's doesn't funny. sleep on the night shift? Yeah, that's awesome, man. <laughs> so did you do Yoda beforehand? Like, were you like, were you doing his voice like months or years ago? Or, or did you just start doing it for the, the Planker episode? I tried it a few years ago, and I just didn't think it really sounded that right. And I didn't really... Didn't really mess with it a whole lot after that. Okay. Um, yeah, I just didn't think it sounded very good. And, you know, I didn't think anybody else would, you know, like it either. So it's like, eh, why bother? I can do Scooby. That one's tough for me. Jeez. Um, <laughs> oh, it, tur- it usually turns out better when I'm trashed because then I just don't care. <laughs> right. <laughs> nice. Okay. Way to go, Waggy. <laughs> nice, nice, man. Yeah. Oh, we got to do. Um, I, what I got to hear is, you know, maybe maybe Arnold 
and SpongeBob go to a bar and they end up sitting next to each other. What kind oh, of conversation well, would they we'll have? We'll have to write that up, man. That's a good that's a good one. We'll have to write oh. something up for that. Absolutely. And you know, of course I could do Patrick too. I mean Oh really? Okay. Uh, All right. SpongeBob. <laughs> Somebody has watched a lot of SpongeBob in their life. I've got, I, I've got three little heathens running around. <laughs> okay. Spon- SpongeBob and Patrick sitting at the bar. Arnold walks in. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we'll have to write something up for that. Oh, that'd be. Great. Oh yeah, definitely a good blooper. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, all right, we have any more questions for Ian, or shall we move it on to the top 10? I wanted to ask Ian something, yeah. Uh, getting back to RC, uh, you're you're you said you're in Kansas City, Missouri. That's correct. Uh, um, what fun flies do you go to down down that way? Well, um, I know Eagles you mentioned Urcha. Well, I haven't been to Urcha yet, I was hoping to go this year. Um, but normally the fun flies that we have over here is uh, the Eagles uh, Associates usually has a fun fly every uh, sometime around mid-May. And then uh, I think there is a couple fly-ins uh, further out of the city. But otherwise, uh, Rotors on the River usually puts on a, a couple good ones a year. Okay. They did, they did a low-key one last month. And... Uh, I didn't get to make it to that one, unfortunately. Uh, that particular event is when, you know, Keith Williams the Eighth decided to behead one of his helis. So that was really uh, sad. I didn't get to see that. Um, but otherwise, there's a there's a few little events here and there. There's uh, normally a planker event just outside of Warrensburg. Um, and then Wellsville, Kansas usually has a couple little open houses, but not really a whole lot. Okay. I was curious. I think I thought you went to Urcha because you mentioned uh, Ryan Zanel talking you into the ground. Oh, no. That was uh, that was at the Winter Bash. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, he does that at every event. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And he tried last year when I went to the the council bluffs event he tried with me and i just wasn't caving in i mean i was still i wasn't really pushing myself like i should have been the past couple of years when i you know got into the hobby but uh yeah i just went ahead and caved in you know what what's what's the most that could happen yeah i found out yep <laughs> ryan's now keeping the hobby alive one by one crash Oh yes, hey, he's feeding he, into the hobby's economy. Yeah, keep exactly. Companies and business. Yes. Oh yes. Yep. All right, so yeah. we can move it on. If everybody else is done, I'm done. Yeah. Sure. All right. Let's move it on to the top ten shotgun round. Oh boy. Okay. Okay. Um, we should always we should talk about this before we announce it. But uh, how do we want to split it up? I'll go first, I guess. I don't know. I'll go third. Okay, I guess I could go second. I can do the last two. All right. Okay. Let's, do it. Let's do it like that. <laughs> if it's not confusing enough, let's do it like that. That sounds perfect. 
<laughs> oh, I love it. All right. Start us off, Kevin. All right, Ian. Pinch or thumb? Thumb. All right. Okay. Nitroelectric. Oh, man. Uh, last year, I just discovered uh, how fun it is to fly nitro, but still have mostly electrics in my fleet. So I'm going to go ahead and say electric. All right. 500 and below or 550 and bigger? Definitely 550 and bigger. Okay. When was the last time you flew a fly bar? Oh, man. Um, 2016. Uh, I ended up crashing that one. Oh, okay. What size yeah. was that one? That was my uh, Blade 453 D. Oh, okay. I had... Uh, replaced a servo in it the week before and uh that same servo i had replaced i was uh working on forward flight i did a stall turn and was coming back to just do a pass going by and the servo went out on me and it just pretty much barrel rolled right into the dirt oh Oh, yeah it it left a small crater and uh broke the frame in like three places it was done (laughs) wow yeah. All right. Uh, sport or 3D? I'd say sport right now. Eventually, I'll work up to that 3D. Cool. Strap or strapless? Definitely strap. All right. Strap on. Yep. Strap on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Coreless or brushless servos? Brushless. Okay. Nice. I really, I, I gotta admit, I wouldn't know the difference. Uh, I wouldn't know the difference either, to flying. be honest. Maybe the price. <laughs> the, yeah, the two things yeah. I noticed is price and the, the quietness of brushes over cordless. Oh, yeah. Mine make yeah. all kinds of noise. Uh, fuselage style or pot and boom? Fuselage style. Cool. Yeah, them goblins. Oh, yes. Well, it's like the the carbon booms on every other model or the dark, you know, pod and boom. You get like a, a tree line behind you, I'll I'll lose it. Well, you yeah. shouldn't be flying behind you. I only do that. Gotta leave that for me. <laughs> yeah, I always lose orientation of the tail. That's usually the first thing that screws me up. Okay. All right. And George will bring up the RAS too here. Lower half speed. Lower high head speed. Yeah. (laughs) That that one. Uh, Let's try that again. I normally fly it like in between. Okay. Yeah. So medium head speed. It's neither low or high. (laughs) Yeah. I usually, when it starts shaking apart, just back down a little bit and right there, you know. (laughs) Just like how you tune the heli, right? Just how you tune gyros. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right. What about uh, talking about events? Urchis size events or smaller events? You like uh, which one do you like the best or combination? Well, the smaller ones I definitely do enjoy. Um, I had an absolute blast at like the Winter Bash, which is probably the biggest event that I've been to. Um, definitely worth saying. Uh, going to the smaller events, you know, to kind of keep the clubs, you know, 
you know, motivated, keep things going. You know, there's, there's clubs all the time that, you know, they don't really make a whole lot for the club unless they have like their, their fun flies and there's a, you know, usually a good turnout. Oh yeah. So I'm definitely going to have to say uh, small events. Okay. okay. Awesome. All right. That was the top 10 shotgun round. You got to go to Urchin though. You're not too far, oh. right? You're not too far from there. I think it's like an eight hour drive. Okay. Uh, That's closer than most of us. So, Oh yeah, definitely. I was yeah. I was hoping to go to it this year, but I was having some vehicle trouble, so sure, sure. Um, okay, so we have an interesting planker segment. Um, mm. when I spoke to Ian about <laughs> when I spoke to Ian about jumping, you know, to joining us on this episode, you know, the first thing I had to do once he agreed was to let Mike know. <laughs> so let's roll the planker segment. Oh man. Okay. Hey, 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 planker time. So we stopped using episode numbers a while back because it got all this out of sync. So uh, my filing system says a number, but they have titles now. And this is called, what is this called? Damn, you're dumb. So what's going on? Um, you know, I, I tell you what, uh, I got the inside track about the guest today. So we decided to do a little background research on Ian. And uh, here we go. We got a couple of things that we downloaded from his site there. Let's see. What is this one? I'm sorry, Ian. Hey, guys. It's Dr. George here. And I just wanted to create a little series that explains genital warts. In this series, I'm going to talk about what genital warts are, how they are discovered, how they are treated, and also... All right. Let's try this. Uh, Here's some music in here. Looks like he, this is some of the things that he purchased recently. Let's see what this is. Guys come in all shapes and sizes. There is no normal erection for everyone, but there is a normal for you. If like thousands of other guys, you find that your erection doesn't look so normal anymore, it could be an addressable medical condition called Peroni's disease or PD. A curved erection with a bump that bothers you is not normal and should be checked out by a urologist because you don't have to accept this as your new normal. Whoa. How about this thing? What is this? The classic upward belt tuck. Discreetly grab your member and position it so it faces upward, parallel to the direction of your body, ideally under a belt. The old pocket side grab. Reach deep into your pocket like your keys are stuck down there and grab that boner instead. Hold it against your leg, all casual-like. The, I'm just casually going to keep my textbook here. Keep a large hardcover book in front of your junk, all 1930s middle school alike. Do not move book from this position until you are positive it is safe to do so. What happened? 
is we got the inside word that Ian, Ian Joel, was coming on today. So we snuck in an early interview, and uh, I'll share that with you guys now. Oh, boy. Ian, hey, dude. Hey, I had a look at some of your uh, internet searches and... Uh, you're fucked up. Google even knows you're <laughs> fucked up. Wow. Okay. What about your music choices? Um, what's, what's your favorite... Because I saw something in there that was kind of weird. So, what's your favorite rock song? Hmm. I think a great one would be the Macarena. <laughs> All right. So, how about TV shows? What's your favorite TV show? Hmm. The Office. So, dude, we saw the wart, genital wart stuff um, on your browser. You're fucked up. Mostly I heard guys find that when they were, um, I don't know, I don't want to be delicate about this, but they, they find out the problem, you know, when they, they go to pee or they go to wash themselves. You told me that, uh, well, what happened when you grabbed your, you know? It's small. I can't find it. So did you also get a rash? Yeah, it's all over the rear end. All right, let's just let's circle back around to something else. Listen, I was thinking about uh, coming down to visit you. Bring those free fall clown friends of yours along. All right. Okay, that's it. I I gotta get that's that's enough. I had enough. Get your fucking asses back here now! All right, so we got all these clone parts for this uh, iX12, and I got everything in there. Switches back. Software is in. Here we go. Hello, this is iX13 and one half. The RC transmitter standing by to control you. Okay, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. All right, let's try this. Now, this one's supposed to take input. All right, IX, whatever you are, IX. Talk to me, IX. Dickwad, dickwad, dickwad. Well, that's dickwad. not very nice. Dickwad, 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 dickwad. All right, here we go. Let's try all the presets for airplane presets. 50% right. flaps. Okay. Flaps up, gear down. Dick hard. Oh, we can't talk about other people like that. Fuck that guy. Oh, your mother. Right, now wait. Come on, IX. We got This is for free fall. We got to do a free fall uh, thing here, dude. Come on. Free fall RC podcast is the best thing since getting explosive diarrhea and not having any toilet paper. Dick wad. <laughs> My, are I a boy transmitter or is I a girl? Well, dude, you're you're a boy. You're a male. Um, transmitter. I love you, Dick Wad. Hey, wait a minute. Where are my man parts? I have no winkle to play with. What happens if I have to pee? Shit, man. What if I want to get a piece of ass? For real, dude. Why the fuck would you make me like this? Alright, wait, 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 wait. Let's let's change the channel here. What the hell? 
Give me hands. Come on. Give me hands. Give me hands. <laughs> Give me hands. Balls. And a schlong. So I can whack off. Like a woodchuck. Don't be an ass. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> Dude. Audio jungle. Oh crap. What the hell is going on? And that's it. That's it. All right. Damn. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> sorry, sorry about all your um, problems. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, that can be tough. Yeah. And all your choice of music. It hey, I, 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 I told him too. to not go easy. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Let's move it to news and announcements. All right. News and announcements. All right. Okay, what do we have here? We have um, a little announcement from Oxy Helicopter. Says he's making a one-piece aluminum front tail pulley for the Oxy 5. It says nothing wrong with the actual one made in two pieces, which is the aluminum hub and then the plastic outer pulley. But as I always try best to make uh, better quality parts and uh, efficiently. So he's making a new one. Uh, should be a little bit lighter and better concentricity. Wow. I pronounced that about as good as you pronounced orbital. Yeah. Kevin. Orbital. <laughs> orbital. There you go. <laughs> uh, available soon. So if you Sweet. have an Oxy five and that sounds like something you might be interested in, check it out. Made from aluminium. Aluminium. Oh. Crikey. You gotta love Luca. He's always making something better. He's, he's the man. Yep. And always trying to improve, right? Not just make something, but also if there's something that can be improved, he'll make it yeah. better. Yeah, right. man. That's that's a dude that really loves the hobby, man. Absolutely. He's, he's not just in it for the money, which is barely there anyway. Yeah, right. But yeah, he's good. Good dude. All right. Next up, we have the Free Wing MiG-29 Fulcrum Digital Camo Twin 80 millimeter EDF Jet. It's a mouthful. Holy Testicle Tuesday! <laughs> exactly. Big and, big Look and at fast. this thing. This thing is huge. 
Big and fast is right. Look at the size of that freaking thing. Yeah. Those are new in runners that's supposed to be the, the real stuff. I'd like to have one to put in one of my Mirage planes. Looks so good though. Man. Did, yeah, thing's huge. Did you yeah. see the battery layout? Seventy four no. inches long, fifty inch wingspan. Which Jeez. if you don't know much about EDFs, fifty inch wingspan is freaking huge. Yeah. 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 Check out the battery compartment when you get a chance. It's like oh, I look at them and they're like <laughs> spread out. Yeah, they're like forward and backward, mm-hmm. like facing batteries. Yeah, like there's one in like the cockpit area, and there's one like in the middle of the like, like where the CG would be. Yep, That's cool man. Oh man, so it's taller than I am. Yeah, me too. One ninth scale. Wow. You think about how big the A-10s are. I've got one of them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's got a longer wingspan. But imagine the power system at, you know, twin 80s, but the new in-runners and a much, much better, probably lighter fuselage, too. Should be crazy fast. I saw on Hobby Squawk where they're going to have some 3D printed files for it to do thrust vectoring. Oh, Ooh, cool. Nice. All the detailed pictures go to Hobby Squawk. There's tons of pictures. They posted some of them development pictures and stuff, but uh, it's beautiful. And then it's got that, it's got the graphic, you know, the uh, the tiger graphic mm-hmm. that goes on the tail. It, it comes as a separate decal. It's a water slide. So if you don't want that, you know, you don't have to put it on if you don't want to. Yeah. Man, it looks good. Even like the oh, the, yeah. the wheels, the rear wheels, just I don't know, like the tread on the wheels, like the back wheels have like a tread pattern while the fronts are like kind of like ribbed, you know. <clears throat> They're saying it can achieve air speeds air speeds approaching 120 mile per hour wow, or this big. 193 kilometers per hour in level flight. That's crazy wow. for something that big. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty big. Yeah. I mean that's pretty fast. Two yeah. six cells. They're still made out imagine. of EPL foam. Like, you know, it's, wow. 200 amp speed controllers. Wow. Flies on two six cell, 4,000 to 6,000 milliamp hour batteries. I would go with two of those 4,000 pros to keep it lighter. Yeah. And that thing, you know, do the thrust vectoring mod on it. And talk about something that'd be fun to play with. You could bring that sucker be so big and have so much surface on it. You could bring it in high alpha and just, you know, right. just touch it down like a three D plane. Hmm. Very I cool, mean, man. I need to sell some yeah, blood. It looks good. Yeah. You're gonna sell some blood. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that bad, really. Um I'm getting ready to the, buy another printer though. The um I see that the plug and play version is 639 and the RF plus, which I assume is everything, but the, the EDFs and the ESCs, right? Right. Everything else is there. It's 540, 539. But you really want to get, you really want to get those new in runners. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm looking at the price difference. I mean, it's a hundred dollars, but you're getting two, EDF units right. and two ESCs, so it's yeah. kind yeah. of a better deal. Yeah, to get the plug put a no brainer. 
put a receiver in it and fly it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hell yeah. Cool. Got some um missiles and stuff that are detachable, looks like. Yeah. Looks I'll good. tell you how big it is. Those wheels that are on it, those are the yeah. same basic wheels, the same size that were on the sixteen hundred millimeter Spitfire. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. And, wow. I mean, they're like, I don't know, what, three and a half inches tall? That's such a big wheel. <laughs> I mean, they're huge. Yeah. And it's on retracts, right? So, like, that's got. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's got full suspension, you mm-hmm. know, all the way around. Right, right. Yeah. I've had people sending me IMs. Hey, George, you want to buy this? You want to buy that? You want? I got to get that new MiG 29. I'm like, <laughs> I feel your pain, man. I'm sitting here looking at a million dollars worth of helicopters and printers and <laughs> right. forward filament. <laughs> Ran out of filament already. Yeah, I wonder <laughs> if there's a market for empty spools. I don't know. If you figure it out, let me know. Yeah, yeah I bet you have a lot too, huh? Kevin? Well, I got kind quite of a bit. I mean, no, I'm, sh- I'm sure you got a hack for something you could probably make use them for. Make, make a, but, oh, we could make like a trolley line out of it. Roll your thing. Christmas lights up on them. <laughs> that's yeah. a good idea. That's an excellent idea. Yeah, that's actually a really good idea. Exactly. So what do I do with the other 200? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like mine go across the front of the house. That's like your neighbors, feet. your family. Yeah. Hey, I've got another piece of news that really strikes home for me and Andy here that's very interesting. Okay. Um, Yeah, go ahead. You know John and Sandy Ellis. John's the guy that got me into scale helicopters down there at the Cherokee Club where Andy's a member. So they were were at their house. They've got this really awesome farm that's got every kind of animal you can think of. And I'm talking peacocks, goats, sheep. ducks you name it i mean it's there they've got a mule all kinds of stuff and and they've got they keep a lot of these uh, hummingbird feeders around and uh his wife sandy she's all the time posting videos of them hummingbirds well she shot a video not long ago and she put it in slow motion on her camera and of course she had it up in the portrait mode instead of landscape i hate when they do that but anyway it captures something going by at an unbelievable amount of speed. Apparently, it, it went by the whole screen in like seven beats of the hummingbird's wings. And they started looking at it. And, of course, they posted on their Facebook. And two or three places, these, these uh, UFO conspiracy people stuff, these big YouTube sites have picked it up. And it's, it's going viral now. Yeah, I saw that on Facebook. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I didn't know yeah. that. Any, yeah, you, I stood right there and looked at, at that same screen door at that same hummingbird feeder. And, you oh, know, wow. it's just amazing. If you look, if you're looking that way, you're kind of looking towards, uh, what, Alcoa, Andy, probably. I don't know how his house is turned, but, but I mean, if, yeah, that's about the way you'd be facing. But, uh, yeah, if you kind of, if you, Speed it up to real time, you can't even see it. But it's just mm-hmm. on a straight horizontal axis, just moving on. If you haven't seen it, y'all check it out. I posted it on Tire Nine Aviation, I think. Well, what could it be? Who knows? It's a UFO, man. 
<laughs> That's exactly what it is. We just don't know what, what it is. We haven't. Yeah. The yeah. government's already admitted that they know they're there and they've got sightings of them. I think they're just trying to ease us into the fact that there's people from other planets on our planet. Uh, how how much easing are they going to do? That's been going on for like forty years. I know. Well, I got I got to ask Bill. Well, if you'll notice, <laughs> you'll notice. Every, <laughs> you'll notice every time after they swear in a new president. Hopefully, they won't do that for a while. But um, they shortly after that, within the first few days, their hair turns gray, and that's what it is. It's when they tell them about the aliens. <laughs> I take them back and I say, listen, here's the pictures. Here's the video. Jeez, George. I say, remember, one of them ran for president not long ago. I wonder if one of those pictures was Gray Eagle. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Could have been. Some of his ancestors, I would say. Not, I'm not really sure about their lifespan, but. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, with time travel. Could yeah, it could great, be his children. Great-grandchildren or something. Who knows? We don't know. You never know with these aliens. You can't trust them. You never know if they're telling the truth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you never know. You know what I hate? I hate an alien you can't trust. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they're in the country yeah. illegally. You know. <laughs> undercover. They're in, the planet. they're in the planet illegally. Yeah. yeah illegal aliens. Yep. <laughs> 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 oh shit! All right, so we have any? I have a uh, info about a fun fly. Really? Oct- yeah, October thirtieth and the thirty-first, the Tired Iron Aviation Halloween Fly-In is oh, happening. I heard about this too. Never heard ever. Churchill, Tennessee. It's one of the most freest parts. In the United States. Is it near Rocky Top, George? No. Well, yeah, a little bit. Rocky okay. Top's uh, Rocky Mount. Okay. It's about 30 miles away. Awesome. I heard that, Steve might be going to this. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Me? Maybe. I've been tuning my banjo. Oh, geez, Steve. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, gosh, we'd love to have him. I, I'm hoping Andy be here and maybe Kevin just, you know, Jump on a Greyhound bus, and we'll pick him up down at the terminal. Greyhound. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll jump on a Greyhound, and 24 hours later, you'll see me. Yeah. All pissed off. Helicopter <laughs> broke in half. Helicopter <laughs> busted in half. Probably beat some bag lady with it or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'll be at the, hopefully, I don't think Trump will be in town. Hopefully, we have a we have a, a uh, end of summer event at our field. Scheduled for Halloween weekend. And I was trying to think of a costume, but I don't know if I'm going to have anything ready in time. Yeah, that's crazy that you guys get shut down every time uh, Trump flies into town. It's like, how do they go about that? It's just President Trump. Yeah, President Um, Trump. Yeah, Um, that is crazy, really. But I understand. Yeah. You know, that, that helicopter could take out that. That helicopter we talked, that little helicopter could take out that big green white top helicopter we talked about last week. Right. Uh-huh. Me personally, I'd still fly my front lawn. It's like, are they going to arrest me for flying my toy helicopter? I mean, 
I don't know, man. I've been talking to you. You got a lot of cops coming to your door already, as it is. <laughs> no. No, what it was is uh, the other night when we were on Discord, I was getting off anyway, and uh, a cop wait, car rolls wait, up. Wait a minute, we got kids that listen to this. Oh, sh- oh <laughs> get your mind out of the gutter, George. <laughs> you got to think about everything you say because the planker. Oh, he will use Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. True. Oh. Well, he already roasted me pretty good. But uh no the I have a elementary school that's across the street and uh as I was getting off of Discord, uh they pulled up and had a they were asking me, it's like, have you seen anybody over there? And it's like, No, is, is there something wrong? And they're like, Well, we had an alarm go off, so it's like, uh, okay. So they were called out to check it out and they didn't they didn't see nothing. So they're just like, oh, okay. They were gone like five minutes later. Like my neighborhood, like it's fairly quiet. We do get like a lot of, you know, stuff from neighboring neighborhoods that, you know, just kind of creeps in. So up until like a few years ago, uh, when it came to anything going on, us neighbors, we just started calling on it. So it's, it's, really turning for the better that and there's uh, actually people buying up the properties and living in them versus, you know, you know, a lot of the slum lords a few blocks down, you know, so you it's improving. It. In other words, you're keeping the Irish out is what you're trying to say. Oh, Kevin, there you go. Those again. damn Irish. <laughs> <laughs> every nah. show, Steve. I know every, like clockwork. Every show. Mm-hmm. It's improving. I mean, my neighborhood's kind of a, a melting pot anyway, always has been. Mm-hmm. It's good to know your neighbors. Definitely. I so mean, will yeah. you be attending the Tire Darn Aviation Halloween fly-in? I don't think I'll be able to. Uh, I mean, that is quite the drive, but I, I would like to Florida. eventually. Oh, dude. Yeah, Florida. Huh. That was like Google said it was 19 hours, and we ended up getting there like 24 hours later. You know, damn. I I drove to the point that I was hallucinating and probably <laughs> overdosing on caffeine. <laughs> it's like okay, it's time to pull over. <laughs> yeah, a Gatorade bottle only holds so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and on that note. Why don't we move it on? Yeah. Move it on. Sure. To the listener pipeline. <sighs> no. No? Come on, Kevin. What's next oh. for you in the hobby? Oh, what's next for you in the hobby? <laughs> I'm jumping ahead. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. What's next for you, Steve? <laughs> I'm hoping to fly. Um, I'm hoping to fly a polar. And so, please, Trump, I mean, you know, just give me a weekend. Come on. Give me a weekend with my peoples here at polar. Um, yeah. I'm actually thinking it might be the last time I fly there, like, as a, you know, just to go for, like, go for a normal weekend coming time. Yeah, of deal, I you mean, know? oh. So, <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I never see you fly anyways. You always pick the opposite day I fly anyway. So, well, so what day are you going? Um, the day you're not. So I'm going to be there. Now. I'm going to be there Saturday, uh, Sunday. Okay, so I'll be there Friday because oh. guess what? I got there off. <laughs> <laughs> No, what day are you gonna go? I have no idea. Uh, I gotta let Mike know. He's seems too interested in knowing which day. So 
I don't know. I think he got some up his sleeve, but um, yeah, I don't know. Um, whichever day is nicer. So I guess we'll look at the weather and kind of make that choice. Um, maybe tomorrow, today, you know, Wednesday Dude, or Thursday. We'll know. Always suspicious, are you? Maybe he just wants to fly with you one last time. Mm. Nah, I don't think that's it either. No, <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll definitely let you know and let let Mike know on the group chat that we have. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, I'll go the other day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, beyond that, I'm gonna work. Let's see, I gotta work in like. If you say Miata, I'm gonna drive over there right now. Miata. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, no, but I gotta like start figure out how to uh, pack some of my stuff up. So after this weekend, um, I think all my goblins, all my big 700s, are all gonna go into my my SAV bags that I have, the little travel bags, and kind of start. Organizing some stuff and doing a mass throwout of anything I don't use, you know, which is gonna be like all my old plane stuff. Really, like I'm gonna keep some, you know, I'm gonna keep the planes I have, and I have a couple of flight test kits that are that are unbuilt, and obviously like my vegan plans. I'll keep the foam board, but I just have tons of tons of like servos. I don't even know if they're good or not. Um, old quad motors and you know like all the stuff that i used to buy from ready to fly quads back in the day i just have all this shit that i'm just i don't know if i'm gonna do anything with it so i'll i'll probably put them all in a box and see you know if maybe anyone at the club wants it or or david hill he's still flying a lot of quads yeah 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 if you want me i'll ship them up to him if if you want to just throw them in a box yeah so we'll figure that out and just kind of try to clean up some of some of my stuff and um Get things organized so I know what I'm going to move because the first things I'm going to move to the new house is going to be the garage. So all my RC, all my woodworking, and all my Miata things. And the Miata. I'm going to have to turn all that down. So all that stuff's going to go first. Cool. Yeah. Now the Miata, I mean, that'll fit in the truck bed, won't it? I'm thinking it'll actually, if, if I take the front and rear bumper off, which the front bumper's already off, I think I can fit that car in that that trailer it's the car is supposed to be 13 feet long and the trailer is about 11 and a half feet interior space with six and a half feet wide i i might be able to just kind of you know get some ramps and drive that or push that me out right into there yeah. nice if not i'll just u-haul trailer you know I'll flap i still it think through. you should just pull it with a rope let your <laughs> wife drive your car your truck and just <laughs> you sit in there and steer with no brakes like my, yeah, make uh, you know, racing noises. <laughs> no, no, you chain meow. with a pipe over it. That's, there that, you go. There you Cut go. a hole in the floorboard and you know, stick your feet down there. You know, that, <laughs> that's some kind of brakes. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, what I could probably do is just you know jack up the front and just put the front on the tailgate and just strap it down and just tow yeah. it down myself. I think that'll work, too. Oh, yeah. sure. You yeah. won't get any. They won't even look. give you a set, second look, man. Oh, no. no. No, I'm going to Virginia. No way. They'd be like, oh, oh that's norm. Oh, man, you don't know. Virginia's <laughs> wow. got the strictest highway laws and stuff. <laughs> yeah, they won't even let you have a radar detector, man. No radar detector. Yeah. Damn. I never trust a radar detector. I hear they're bad for tinted windows, too. So oh, yeah. That's what yeah. people tell me. Don't. don't oh, yeah. That, windows that'll just shoot you right in the head. Nice. Nice. <laughs> that's what I mean. Shoot you right in the head for tinted windows. Yeah. It's a law. It's a law. (laughs) (laughs) So, Steve, I wanted to ask you, uh, since you're moving out of Jersey, did you get hit with the you're moving out of Jersey tax? 
that uh, supposedly is uh, in play? No, no, no. I just gave him your address and phone number. All so. right, cool. Yeah, you got it. Thanks. I'm never here, and I don't answer my phone. Tax. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, when you move out of Jersey, you got to pay a fine yeah, pay or a uh, tax. What? Yeah. Right. Yep. For I was what? curious. For moving yeah. out How of Jersey. How much is it? I don't know. That's why I was asking Steve. Yeah, he wants okay. to know when he moves to Florida. He has no idea. I don't, I don't know either. Idea. We'll see when I get the bill or when Kevin gets the bill. Okay. Just fake your death or so. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right. Who's going next? <laughs> I'll go next. Well, I'm going to go flying whatever day Steve is going to go. And that's probably, well, no, wait a minute. A buddy of mine did me a favor. Uh, I was supposed to be on call this week. And Monday night, he he sent me a text saying, hey, I need to switch weeks with somebody. Would you want to switch weeks? And I was like, there is a God because the wife is going to be in Florida and I'm going to have the keys to the liquor cabinet. So Sunday morning is going to be a little rough. And Friday night. And Saturday morning. (laughs) (laughs) Probably Sunday morning. Friday, Sunday, fun this week. Friday uh-huh. Simmon, yep, is definitely going to be a riot. So, yep. Oh, we'll I'll, have to come up with a drinking game. I'll be doing my, taking part in my other hobby. But that's all I'll probably be doing, man. I'm, I'm, I told her I was going to do some work on the house, so I don't know. We'll see if that happens. She's been married to me for a while, so she's used to the big letdown. All right, who's next? <laughs> I can go. I am going to try my best to finish up another helicopter or two and get these 3D printed uh, subparts primed with a good polyurethane uh, primer and start working on them. But I really want to get the uh, PBR this week. I've got this rest this week. And the first thing I need to tell you next week is that I got the PBR painted and started detailing yet that's that's nice i've really got to get that boat finished pretty soon i don't want to mark it down if you don't say that first thing next week i'm going to ridicule you (laughs) i'm going to scratch it in my arm right now with this hex driver (laughs) (laughs) that's the way to do it that's what they're for it won't wear off between now and then like a sharpie will let me ask you that uh two-part uh polyurethane primary use is that like you have to you know put in a a spray gun, or is yeah. that like rattle cans? Uh, okay. I mean, you could brush it on. But it's a real high okay. build. <clears throat> it's a pretty high build. Not real high, but pretty good high build uh, primer. It sands fantastically. Right. Daryl's got Steve and I both using it, but you know, it's just that that mechanical bond. Once the chemicals, yeah, uh, the activator, yeah, it, yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. When I first saw a three I saw a three D printed helicopter that I can't mention what kind it is because it's really gonna be cool when it comes out. Um this guy's making his own, but he designed it and everything and, and brought it down there and, and Daryl he sprayed it with this primer. And after one coat, you know, I picked it up and was looking at it. We glued it all together and stuff to make the mold. But after one coat of primer I'm like, Oh my gosh. This thing feels like it's you know, made out of something solid now. Right, solid. Okay. And then after nice. a couple of uh, heavy coats, you know, and and sanding, 
it was just amazing how the feel and the sound of it just you know when you tapped it against something yeah it got like solid feel like yeah it just fuses in between those uh-huh. those layers because you know how it is a lot of times you start sanding on it or pushing on it a layer will pop yep. and it seals all or splinter that splinter off yeah happens. yeah mm-hmm. yeah george definitely let me know what what you get there and i'm really wondering i'm like we're, we're doing some tests he's He's uh he's doing some pieces right now I left down there that are just test pieces, and we're going to put them out in the, the sun and see how they do after mm, right two good heavy coats of that sanded and a finished coat put on it and test it and just see if that that mechanical bond of that primer inside and out on the PLA where we can um, see if that won't uh, help some too with how long it'll last out in the sun. Yeah, I mean, with the urethane coating, too, like, that's got to protect it with some UV and, you know, just, like, how PLA can, de- you know, degrade over time yeah. through the environments and stuff. So that's cool. Nice. Yeah, I was, I was thinking um, inside of the sub, like, where there's places mm-hmm. some voids, is t- I've actually taken some of it, mixing it up kind of thick. Yeah, yeah, right, and seal it. And uh, just dab it in there with a brush, foam brush or something. Mm-hmm. And really, really seal it. Because I've seen him do that on um, molds where he needed to like fill in a little place. And instead of using body filler or some kind of little skim coat, he right. would use that primer and uh, fill sure. it in, sand it right down. Nice. Cool, man. Yeah, I'll get a link for the for the uh, site. Yeah. Okay. That's about it. Just want to get some of these projects finished before these... Uh, these uh, these events coming up, the Subfest 2020, and uh, this—I think it's actually called the Southern Scale Challenge in Dalton, Georgia. That's Daryl's event. Starts on Labor Day, so I've got a few weeks to to drive through it, but I've got a lot to do. A lot to do. Cool, man. That'll be my week. Who's next? Andy. Me, Andy. I'm next. I'm going to do 3D printing things. Are you going to shave any? And measure stuff. Are you going to shave any? I might shave again. Possibly. Maybe. Uh, I might fly some. Kind of had fun flying that gasser. Maybe I'll do that again. Cool. Yeah. Let's see. You just never know with me, do you? No. <laughs> You don't. You definitely don't. Yeah. I, I miss seeing you do all those crazy auto rotations with, with them. Yeah, I did some with that gasser. I did, a, yeah. I don't know, a dozen autos, but I'm kind of rusty. Andy, you're a little bit country and a little bit rock and roll. That's, yeah, that's true. You don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> you know what would be cool is see a meme of him, you know, with that, uh, with that, like his head on a little body, with him kind of. Uh, well, maybe I'll talk about this offline with Ian. Yeah, yeah <laughs> might have to. I'm listening. Uh, no, that's got to be a surprise to you. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll get with you offline on that. Awesome. Yeah, hit me up. Oh, I'll probably. I'll, I can come up with something. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Uh, no, that's it. Might fly, probably going to measure some things. 
and 3D print some things. Oh, this oh, is getting shit. terrible. <laughs> I'm going to measure do. some things. Yeah, you guys and don't sit print. around and measure things? I didn't know you got a, any micrometers. You didn't say anything about that. Yeah, I had to buy a bigger one. Six inches wasn't enough. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, boy. All right. I had to get a bigger model. Okay, who's next? Ian, what do you got? Well, I don't think I have anything really much to do this weekend or next week other than just working. Uh, I might tinker around with uh, with the fleet. Uh, I do have to put, you know, that stripping that goes around on the on the goblins. Mm-hmm. I actually. Yeah, the canopy protector. I actually lost that in flight. One of the last, one of the last few flights I did with it, it came off and got stuck through the rotor blade. So I did end up finding the uh, the extra one that I have. So I'm gonna go ahead and probably put that on this weekend. But other than that, just just working, just trying to, you know, because I just started at uh, O'Reilly, so mm-hmm. just getting the paychecks in before I risk crashing anything. So <laughs> right. Do you have a strict rule at O'Reilly's that you cannot sing the jingle, or uh, or can you get away with that without getting your head beat in? Actually, I don't even know. <laughs> okay, try it one day. Go I in singing have- it in the SpongeBob voice. Yeah, <laughs> see, 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 I like, just, just sing it. Don't hit the screwdriver or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if your yeah. coworkers are annoyed or not. <laughs> yeah, I may have to do that, but like most of my coworkers, I mean, there there's a bunch of young ones uh, working there. I mean, there's actually three of them that are going to be backing down to part time here in the next couple weeks because they're going to be going back to school online. So they'll probably get laughs out of it. I don't think I'll annoy anybody. They'll probably know who SpongeBob is. Oh yeah. Oh, they'll definitely, definitely know. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. Let's see. What do we have for the listener pipeline? We have a bunch of listener voicemails. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Because we didn't do this in two weeks. So this one is from August 11th. What the heck? The Heliheads get Arnold and we don't? What's going on? Bye. Oh, who was that? Sound like Steve Wattenberg. Yeah, that's but true. But I don't know who it was. Sounded like a disgruntled listener. Yeah. So that really doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> I know. All right. right. Like, okay. So here's another one from August 11th. Hey, guys. Stephen Florida here. What the hell's happening, men? Hope y'all are doing well. I know that you're getting ready to uh, record probably right now. Uh, got a couple things to tell you about real quick. Uh, one is uh, I got to tell you I'm going to do this weekend. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, but, but first, uh, Saturday I ran six miles, Sunday I ran six miles. I'm getting ready to go out in a few minutes and run six miles. No, nobody's chasing me, but I'm getting ready to fly both of my Kraken helicopters this weekend in Orlando at Torches. And I thought if it's uh, a flyaway, I'm going to be able to run fast after it and catch it before it really goes too far. So that's the deal. <laughs> uh, let's see. Other thing is, gosh, what in the world's going on with the Heliheads Free Fall RC podcast? Are they trying to uh, kind of move in on your territory? Or uh, maybe they're trying to buy some of your stock or something like that. I'm hoping it's a marketing strategy. 
I don't think I want to be in doing any sort of partnering with those guys, you know. Uh, my gosh, man, you're uh, looking for trouble and digging yourself deep in the hole if you do that. <laughs> Hope you all are doing well, especially you, George. Tell us a little bit about your biplane. Man, I haven't heard. I think you skipped an episode talking about it, so uh, maybe tonight's a good night. Guys, talk to you later. Take care. Hey, great salmon with you. Looking forward to it again, maybe uh, this Friday night. See ya. Awesome. Steve, it's called a hostile takeover. (laughs) That was Steve. And here's another one from August 11th. All right. Hey, guys. I'm calling in an almost kind of like (laughs) the down low, almost almost first-time anonymous caller. I wanted to talk to you for a few minutes. I happened to listen to you guys tonight uh, on the Heliheads podcast. I've got to give you guys a lot of kudos for that. You give them some tips for tweaking their podcast a little bit to make it sound a little bit more like the real deal. You know, kind of a podcast on about a a 75% freefall podcast level. Uh, Guys, I just don't think that's going to happen. But, but, you know, it's awesome y'all are doing that. What is that you helped them with a little bit, have like fighter pilot kind of names? You know, I know that Tom Cruise from Top Gun as Maverick, and you got another guy, Cougar. And then you got these guys from the Heliheads. You got this one guy, Yard Sale. Think about it. Hey, Yard Sale's <laughs> moving in on your six. Very intimidating. You got this guy, Gucci. Hey, Gucci's moving in on in the slot position. That slot position? Man, I don't think that even down south, we didn't even allow that. That's just not a, a real manly kind of thing. Um and then you got this guy Scott Graham. I don't know if he even has some sort of a fighter pilot code or not. Thanks, whole pool school thing. I like that. That actually is very good. I'm actually uh, getting me some training gear out. Maybe this weekend. Now I'm not going to actually pull up in a full hover. I'm going to just leave it on the ground. I'm going to spin the main motor blades up a little bit and see how it works. Um, guys, I got to say also this. What are you waiting for? Session that y'all just did recently. It's great. Talking to me about getting a few of my helicopters built and actually in the air. Thanks, guys, for that. Cool. Freefall RC podcast, man. You guys are just knocking it out of the ballpark, doing a great job, trying to pull up a few of these other podcasts with you and uh, boosting them up a little bit. Thanks, guys. <laughs> oh, hey. Thanks, Thank Steve. You. Thank Thanks, you, Steve. Steve. Yes. Jeez. That episode was inspiration from you. <laughs> All right. Got a couple more. Okay. This one was wow. from Monday. Hey, I'm so glad you guys got uh, Ian Joel on the show. He's such a nice guy. We we all love him so much. He's just a wonderful person. Thanks. I said it. I, I said it. Give me the 10 bucks now. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and we have two that are going to be a complete surprise. Transcription not available. Oh, boy. Let Steve read them. Uh, probably because there's no sound to it. All right. So that's it for those. Okay. Well, I want to give a huge shout out to Angel for coming on the show. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, man. Uh, thank you guys for having me on. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. All right. If uh, someone wants to get in touch with you and figure out where are you getting these shuttle parts from, how would they do so? Um, well, you can always, uh, message me on Facebook. Uh, sorry, Javier. otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, uh, I get them from the UK. Uh, 
Sorry. Sorry. Did Ian even hear what you said? Uh, I don't know. Did you catch that, Ian? I heard shuttle parts. Where to get all the shuttle parts? Yeah, and then you said, "Well, you could, you know, message me on Facebook." And I said, "Sorry, Javier." (laughs) (laughs) I I want to say somebody might want to contact you in case they want to commission you for a meme. Ooh, yeah, Yeah, there you go. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll give you five bucks if you'll make a meme about somebody. There you go. Start charging. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Side business, yeah. why not? Yeah. Side hustle, I don't really have to do much. Sweet. Awesome. So, yeah, Facebook, Facebook, yeah. Yeah. Facebook way. is the best way to get a hold of me. Cool. All right. Is it time to wrap it up then? I guess it's time. Right. All right. Facebook likes. Talking about Facebook. Facebook likes. We are at 1,365, and that's plus six this week. And yeah. Okay. Cue the music. I'm going to need some help here. Need some inspiration here. All right. We have Emmanuel Milhafri. Tony Dabura. Tony. Yeah. Lo- uh, Lucas Chapman. And let's see, Will Holderness and Jing Lee. Okay. Right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone. What do we have for Facebook comments? Oh, boy. Facebook uh, comments. We had quite a few comments on our last episode. 238 Marine One with Lieutenant Colonel Travis Patterson. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you guys. Well, I know about Steve. But I don't know about the rest of you guys, but... Shortly after that episode, we were talking about how awesome it was to have him on the show, and I yeah. still can't believe it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I still can't believe we talked to that guy. That I was just about it all week. Yeah. So, thank you, Eric, for putting that all together and uh, being a part of it. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. That was a really good one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, top so top three for sure. Yeah. yeah. So David Hill, our buddy Dave, he wrote awesome interview, guys. If you guys are interested in seeing how the Marines train for emergency water landing evacuation, Destin did a video on Smarter Every Day. Oh, I and, like watching his videos. Yeah. Yeah, and he linked it on YouTube on the Facebook page. Uh Jacob Hutchinson or Hutchins said just flew over as I was listening to the podcast, and it was a video, I think, of Marine One. Going over, I couldn't see uh-huh. on the little post that I saw here. Jimmy Tate said, first, I'd like to thank Colonel Lieutenant Colonel for his service. And second, I would like to thank you guys or uh, thank you for sharing your experience with us listeners. Just imagine your perspective, taking a minute to look out the window and take it all in where you are at the moment and realize that it not just anyone gets to be in that seat. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for such an entertaining show. That was a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I know it's absolutely nothing to compare to, but when you get like opportunities like that, I can remember one in particular where I said, you know, when I get up there, I know it's going to be the last time. And he didn't know it was going to be the last time. And like I said, it doesn't compare at all. But I remember saying to myself, I got to take a look, stop and just take a look and take it all in, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, before it was the last time I did the, the thing that I did. Uh, anyways, uh, Sean White 
also said, wow, what a fantastic episode. That was so interesting to listen to. I really enjoyed listening to you guys every week. Such a wide variety of information. And this week took the cake. Great mm-hmm. job, guys. Yeah. Awesome. Tom, Thank you. Tom Messer said, looking forward to the episode. Much respect for the Lieutenant Colonel. Thank you for your service. Marcus Wright said, halfway through, and I'm like, George, I'm hanging on every word. Uh, Satinder uh, said, wow, that sounds amazing. Can't wait to listen. And Mike D said, what a great episode. Great job, guys. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so thanks, everybody, for commenting. All right. I mean, you guys really knocked it out of the park with that one. I mean, that, that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, that was thanks, like I said, into a uh, to a huge part uh, due to Eric. Oh yeah, huge, huge. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, uh, Kevin, I want to mention your post that you put up about your R two D two stuff uh-huh. with your Arduino and the the servos and the sounds. Oh my! Yeah, God. everybody should check that out. It's really cool. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I think I have another version. I have to post up yet because those those display lights on the back and the front, I can actually customize the – I sent you guys the video, but I don't think I yeah. posted it. Yeah, you can make yeah. it say stuff, right? I can All just right. type in text and it'll – yeah, it'll – it's pretty amazing, man. Nice. One of the comments from Mike D says, I'm exhausted just thinking about how much work you put into R2FU. Oh, I mean R2D2. <laughs> <laughs> he said, damn, son, you the man. Even when you wear that mini skirt to the field. Mm-hmm. Yep. Gets hot yeah. out there. It gets hot. Got to get some air up in your neithers. Yeah. Yeah, this should be pretty. I'm just hoping. To, I mean, so far, it's coming out great. Especially, like, I'm not a huge, like, sanding and bodywork type of guy. Uh, I can paint pretty good. I'll probably wind up painting a lot of it with the, with the airbrush or my air sprayer but it's coming up pretty good man it's been an interesting project awesome <laughs> and there's 16 servos just in the dome wow holy crap holy shit there's, there's 10 shit. doors and then there's three of those hollow projectors which all can move around and what's cool right. is you could just set them to randomly move and they'll just all like just randomly move <laughs> wait, wait wait kevin is that why you wanted all those servos and stuff you're going to, quote, air quote, mail them out to David Hill? <laughs> no, you said you had uh, you said you said had quad parts. Yeah, quad oh, parts. I got plenty of these servos <laughs> laying around from all the flight test stuff. Uh-huh. What I'm missing are the little screws that you mount them with. I don't know what I did with most of those. Oh, I, 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 know I, use them. I use them in a lot of projects. Yeah. But so, no, it's, Andy, pretty, it's pretty cool. Uh, so, Kevin, like, when whenever you're done and it's a final, you know, finally done how many channels is the r2d2 gonna be um i'm not actually hooking it up to a a, your your typical rc controller i was gonna do that at first because that's too much the the speed controllers that i'm using for the motor the motors in each leg uh i you can hook it up a variety of different ways uh mostly it's you know rc or, or signal or some pwm signal and I think what I'm going to wind up doing is do the Bluetooth controller, like I was talking about earlier, to an Arduino, which is going to translate all that stuff to the different outputs, uh, 
that's going to be yeah. inputted to all the, you know, the other devices that are there, like the lights and the doors and whatnot, and the sounds. Still, that is that is awesome. There, there's no way I'd be able to actually do a project like that. I mean, to that detail. I mean, both uh, you and Dave Hoskins. I mean, yeah, both projects look awesome. Dave's yeah. rolling right along with his. Uh, who I've just gotten to know on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Just commenting oh, yeah. back and forth. But it's pretty cool. I mean, the the community's amazing. Like the guys that come up with the actual the guy calls it his name's Mark and he calls it the Mark Duino, which he's flashed a Arduino processor and then he's just putting it on this board. And you can purchase it all together. I went, you know, I really love soldering, so I purchased everything, you know, PC board and component level stuff and started yeah. putting it together myself. And then programming the Arduino, you know, I, I've done that. So, I mean, yeah, it's like just step-by-step stuff. Yeah. So far, putting the 3D printer together, that one I built myself has been a lot more difficult than this project. This has actually gone pretty pretty cool. And it's it's cool. Like, I've, I've said this before, and I know Steve says the same thing. You know, like, even if you're not, you know, even, even if where you're heading in this project isn't, isn't you know, where... Everybody, you know, is the outcome you're looking for isn't like something specific. You're learning along the way and, you know, you can apply these things to different projects or different different things that you learn. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Shall we move it to Facebook listener posts? Sure. Wiping my ass off over here. Uh Uh-oh. All right, so uh, we kind of missed, oh, well, not missed, but we didn't do it last episode. So kind of going back a little, um, August 8th, John Maselli posted uh, a link to a Facebook post that has a 3D printer DIY with a floppy driver and an old DVD raw. So you can even build a 3D printer with some old, uh, old, old hardware. Uh, let's see, which looks pretty cool. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> this is the one that so August 9th, which is thank you, Ian. Uh, <laughs> on my birthday, you posted this, which I thought was amazing. Um, yeah, he says I'm just gonna leave this here, lol, and it's a meme, and you have to see it. But I'll try to do my best to describe it. <laughs> and it's uh, I don't know this gentleman, but the caption says, "What does Ruddick the Hut?" have to say about other podcasts and there's nothing just dots are coming out of his mouth and it looks like i guess some <laughs> gentleman maybe matt ruddick um with his face superimposed on jabba the hut uh from star wars and it's a very interesting <laughs> and well-fitting meme um you know like it doesn't even really look photoshopped it looks like this is the way you know George Lucas intended. <laughs> so oh, I think this is fantastic that you know you were able to find a picture of Ruddick the Hut and be able to post these texts, you know. And the oh yes, and the best part is what does he have to say? Dot 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 dot. Absolutely dot, dot, nothing. Nothing. Yes. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Chris Breams. He posted uh, George's new tight iron. <laughs> Aviation crew vehicle, and it is the uh, a brand new Jeep Wrangler. Uh, I think it's called Gladiator. The Gladiator, pickup, yeah. yeah, the pickup bed version. Um, and that olive dab with the a nice, you know, American flag on it, and just it looks great. It mm. does. Oh yeah, 
Um, you know, one of the things, uh, yeah, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Steve Wombrey says, except for it has a New York plane and not a Tennessee one. Um, I wrote, I don't understand why. F- I understand why folks buy a Jeep. I understand why folks buy a pickup, but I don't understand why anyone buy this. And personally, I don't understand the pickup bed version because it's just not much room back there for anything. But that's cool. I agree 150%. I've said the same thing when it first came out. I'm like, okay, so they're charging you about 10 grand more. A lot more, yes. For uh-huh. not having, for, for less coverage for storage. Bed. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I, sure. I this I had an 08, and I love the hard top because mm-hmm. it was just, you know, tons of storage in there. But, right. yeah, I don't – I guess it just looks cool maybe. The only I, thing I can yeah. think of is the super hardcore guys that go off-roading have been turning these into, like, taking taking uh, th- taking up that space in the bed with just other things like their, their coolers and their tent system and their, like, all that crazy stuff that they would pack in a regular Jeep. So it's giving mm-hmm. them more room in yeah. that respect that respect but that's all i've seen that makes any sense yeah this i mean or just or just a place to put your hard top when you know whenever you don't want to use it if you're real hardcore yeah. off-road you're not driving you're not using that because look so at only, look at the back wheel on the bumper you cannot clear things with that everybody well, else no, driving I mean, a jeep has it washed and waxed and it's never true. been off the pavement so I don't yeah know. i mean that's the first thing I you're see. doing if you're in the hardcore is you're taking all of that out all that suspension you're you're redoing all of that yeah, you're lifting in, yeah. And then but take then the I, kids to the mall. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then I don't know, like you're saying, I didn't really Drive look Starbucks. at the, the back end of this thing. There probably isn't as much clearance. No, you but can. I don't know. You but look the, at that tow hook too. Like that's waste sticking out. So you ain't clearing it. You're not clearing yeah. much degrees on that back end. No. I mean, but yeah. if you lift it, I, I don't know. I've I've watched yeah. a lot of YouTube channels where guys go outdoorsing, and uh-huh. the back of the Jeep, the regular four door version, is packed. Like to right. the rear seats. Some yeah. point they take those rear seats out. Yeah. So I mean, this is kind of like another option for them. But then it's like, dude, how much money are you gonna piss away? These things are freaking expensive, no, man. Expensive. They really like are. Sixty-five thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. What? But, but don't get me wrong. This is very. It's very pretty. You know, they're, like they're the color. Yeah. yeah like, and they're very capable in moderate off-road. You know, if you want to get sure. trail riding and stuff. Hard or yeah. yeah, but for that price, George, if I needed a life-saving operation, I'd be thinking twice about it. I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? A really good rock crawling buggy costs you that much. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's all hooked up, though. Yeah, I mean, right? this is that's very that's, that's making it very, very capable. I'm not that's, saying this no, is a rock field. Rock that's crawler. a scratch field pro buggy. You know, about fifty grand. Yeah, yes. but the guys that I see on on. Uh, on YouTube are not rock crawling with the, right, even with their uh, and stuff like that. Yeah, they're yeah, they're yeah. just off roading. Yeah, yeah. just sell riding. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was gonna feel- say, what is the engine options for the Gladiator? I haven't even bothered to look it up. I think it's all still V six, but it's you know high performance, like in the uh, yeah, in the Northeast. unlimited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Don't That's know. Cool. All right, let's move it on here to another Ian Joe classic here. Uh, <laughs> oh boy! It is a picture of the NPR building, and with the caption, "If my only choices were between AMA podcast or NPR, I say bring on the all things considered." <laughs> oh jeez, I didn't see this, or I would have posked it. I would jump off the building. If those were my <laughs> choices. 
Yeah, I, I think I'm with you there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, awesome. And we have one last post. Uh, Jared Mincy said, All right, Andy, let's see if you steered me down the right path. Uh, Moji icon, laughing, crying. Uh, hope to teach the kids CAD design for part of their schooling since they seem to love electronics so much. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and then there's yeah. some comments in here. He messaged me and was asking about the printer. He ended up ordering one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yep, I hope it the works. same one. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually thinking about one of these uh, when I get to that new house, you know, because I'm going to have some more room. And, it's pretty you know, nice. The, I mean, I hope price. it holds up. I don't yeah. have mine long enough to say, but right now it's working freaking fantastic. Yeah. No, that's nice. awesome. All right, and Andy Ross said, "Oh damn, if yours doesn't work good, I'll never hear the end of it." LOL. <laughs> Jared said, "Yep." And then he said, "Just waiting for the mail to deliver a roll later today." So I guess a roll of uh, filament. Uh, let's see. Andy also said, "Check it all out and calibrate everything." Jared said, "Already did." They have a little conversation going here, and then Steve Shaw got to jump in. Says Jared Mincy, "Good thinking." I see that. You have a calendar in the background so you can call Andy every day to troubleshoot. Nice printer. Soon I will have one too, but only after I get a few more helicopters flying or even just one flying. Thumbs up. Nice. <laughs> and Jerry responded, you might as well go ahead and order a printer so you'll have it printing by 2023. Oh, <laughs> oh man. I love it. I love how uh, we can all troll on each other like this. It's fantastic. Yeah. Okay, and that's, uh, yeah, I think that's it. All right. Okay, website comments. What do we have? Uh, I didn't see anything. Did you guys see anything from the website? Uh, Wait a minute. Yeah. RC Heli Darren? Yeah. Okay. I saw that. And I don't Oh, the combo extravaganza. I guess he's talking about, well, I'll just read it because I'm not sure what he's talking about. He said... Wow, that was an awesome episode. First of all, the sappy stuff. The two best podcasts getting together on one big episode. That was great. I first want to thank all of you guys for all the work that you do for the hobby. As someone who has been incredibly blessed or just maybe stupid, I have been listening to both shows. Talking about the Heliheads and our show. I've had a glimpse into all the work you guys do to bring out the episodes on a regular basis. This was a great episode to show off a little bit of what you guys go through each week. I learned a lot about each of you and what you do. For me, I think number one reason why I keep listening each week is due to the com camaraderie that you guys all have. It shows you have a lot of fun talking to each other each week and that you have a lot of fun in the hobby. I really enjoy listening every week. Now, Daniel, it's hashtag nitro shut nitro sucks, not hashtag Drake problems. Okay. Sounds to me like your goblin issues are due to nitro heli causing your neo issues. Did he email the wrong podcast? He McGrady. Both, both of us. So, <laughs> yeah, I think so. McGrady exclamation point. That didn't sound Canadian of all at all. I think you need lessons on how to speak without an accent. Uh, love the show, guys, and keep up the great work. Darren, the real Canadian, weans. Is it mm -hmm. wines? Wines. 
Wines. Wines, eh? Sorry, eh? <laughs> All right. Thanks, Darren. Thanks. <laughs> Sent from my Bell Samsung device over Canada's largest network. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like Bugs Bunny, even reading the fine plant print of the <laughs> eye chart. Sorry. Oh, we had a um, an email from Steve Waddenberg um, talking about the other podcasts as they are even on YouTube, and that was reference to the Park Fire podcast. Ah, oh, okay. Okay, let's see. Uh, do we have any more, or shall we move it to People Podbean? We can move it to People Podbean. All right. All right, so in the last two weeks, we had quite a bit of activity on Podbean. Uh, L Taylor started following us, and I don't know if that's Lawrence Taylor, but being a former fan of the uh, Giants and former fan of football, I can only assume that that's Lawrence Taylor, but I don't know. He'll have to email us and tell us whether it's not him or not. Uh, Helly Fun liked episode 236, Sim Life, and 237, What Are You Waiting For? Gray Eagle Jr., who we were talking about time travel earlier and him and i guess it's true because he went back and he listened to episode one getting to know us and he liked it he listened to episode <laughs> 16 love the smell of nitro in the morning part one mm-hmm. airplanes and yeah, 17 love the smell of nitro in the morning part two with helis mm-hmm. he liked oh, episode 24 rc myths and episode 238 marine one with lieutenant colonel travis patterson Nice. Uh, Rick325, and then a whole bunch of numbers like episode 33, <laughs> Designer Series Part 2 with Nerd Nick. There's an old one. Yeah, Nerd Nick, yeah. And ZGC6MP started following us, and Great Eagle Jr. started following us like two hours ago. Nice. Similar to that movie, It Follows. <laughs> so, okay. Thanks, Thanks guys. Awesome. All right. And we got some popping comments. Nice. All right. Let's see what, yeah, we got some. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> All right. Let's see what we have here. Let's see. The RC Element 10 days ago says, hey, guys, you can get the OMP M2 RTF version for 339 it includes transmitter and the OMP flybrows unit. It's a really powerful heli and flies very nice. Big savings from the local version for those interested. Nice. Yes, okay. I wanted to say real quick, he's absolutely correct. When we were talking, we were comparing if you're a a V control user, mm-hmm. that it would it's probably better to buy the logo than it would be to buy the OMP and buy of radio, right? Mini Neo, right? Oh, right, right. Yes. So if you're flying anything but V control, then it makes probably sense just to buy the OMP. Yeah, I and think this that's kind of what we were. I don't think we communicated that very well. Mm-hmm. But if if you if you want to stick with your V control and you want a Neo, then it might make sense to just get the logo versus buying this and then putting a, a Neo on it. So, yes, um, I'm interested in knowing. Like, yes, this is a lot cheaper. The ready to fly version being three thirty nine. So that comes with everything, right? Transfer. Maybe you have to buy a charge. I don't know. But um, three forty versus what was the other one? Is it five nine nine or six nine nine? Six hundred, I think. Six hundred. So five nine nine. Let's say six hundred. Um, it's a considerable difference, right? Two hundred forty bucks. Yeah. I wonder. 
money aside, side by side, how will they fly? Because the Neo has that, and I've been hearing really a lot of good stuff about the, um, what the hell is the name of it? Anti-gravity? Anti-gravity, yes. Anti-gravity, yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if, even though this is a lot cheaper, does the logo version or the Mikado version fly way better? Yeah, it's a good question. So, you know, money aside, like, let's let's not talk about the money, but just, you know, having both helicopters side-by-side comparison. Be interesting to know. Be interesting to find out. Uh, let's see here. Grey Eagle Jr. 10 days ago says, Hey, now. Again, entertained. Absence. Trouble 52 areas. Most problems. Board meeting actions. Hobby wing suits in laws. <laughs> laws. Uh, four talking secrets. Shh. Bunch of shh emoji icons with, um, you know, arm fist, pump fist, and then a uh, you know, fist pump. <laughs> um, and then 10 days ago, Grey Eagle responds to his comment. So he likes to talk to himself. Says, hint, number 4.5. Yes, I am John of the Partridge. Birdman, Eagle, Grey Eagle Jr. Alibi with Clark Kent glasses. Found me, you have. Now, final, <laughs> finally, hint. Hard count up many of dot zero episodes uh, likes age. Human says me am go go TikTok into greatness. D Cordy, S D Cordy. I don't know. Uh, and then four days ago, he says of many 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 things. Me speak serious tone. Need confusing even if existing. For respect, much strong seriousness when. A service being strength, might, and power. Human achievement, no simulation deals, real seals, appeals, uphill struggles unknown. So of all troll around in comfort unknown, respect much episode, slow clapping, clap, clap. Okay. Okay, Grey Eagle Jr. writes a bunch of Korean characters, which I've translated to... I don't speak Chinese. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then, as asshole. <laughs> I don't speak Chinese, asshole. Yes. Yeah, so uh, how do you say asshole Korean? I don't know. No, no. Shiseki? No, no. That's like shit. No, that's a son of a shit or something. That's a mushroom. Yeah. No, no. That's shiitake. God damn. <laughs> God damn you, Kevin. Oh wait, but this you might understand better if you want to talk about. Um, Let's see here. So he replies back to that comment with now he switches it from Korean to Japanese and says Grey Eagle Jr. is Grey Eagle. Well, nice. mind blown. Okay. And that's all we have for Pop Bean comments. What do we got okay. for iTunes review? We did get an iTunes review. Oh, oh nice. Wow. Yes. Wow. And it's from Cliff 600. And it's titled, I always, or not I, it's entitled, Always Look Forward to Friday. And he writes, I mean, it's Friday. I'm off after today. I get to go fly. And, I mean, you guys put out your show. I look forward to each new show. All of them are entertaining. A few of them are actually informative. In all seriousness, (laughs) (laughs) thank you guys for taking the time to put out a new episode each week. 
I thoroughly enjoy it. Planker, awesome job on your segments. We need more of Andy meowing and Shaggy express, <laughs> expressing his love for Monty. <laughs> Thanks again, guys. Cliff, Lu- uh, Cliff Lewis. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Thanks, Thanks awesome. Cliff. Thanks, Cliff. Awesome. Thank you. Guys are killing it with the reviews. The yeah, iTunes man. reviews. Yes. All right, then. So drop us an iTunes review and we'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at freefarc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. Check out our webpage, show. Say hi to Chris. Hi, Chris. Flight Test Forums, Off the Field, Audio Video Production, other than Flight Test Podcast, Free Forcey Podcast. Say hi to David Hill, a.k.a. Hill the Flyer. Hi, Dave. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I change it up. <laughs> nice. Uh, fellow podcasters, we got the Heliheads Podcast. Heliheads, that's Scott, Dan, Mike, and Kevin. Subsidiary of Free Forcey Podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got a Telerotor podcast. That's Shaggy, Mike, Rich, and Robert. All right, BKRC. That's Bert and Kyle. Have they been releasing episodes? No. None. Yeah. Not this year. Not, Not this, this year. year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, RC Roundtable. That's Fitz, Terry, and Lee. Mm hmm. RC After Hours. That's what Andre. Yeah, they got a new logo and a hoodie. It looks pretty looks dang great, nice, man. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I, like I think it. that's just strictly Andre now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's still kicking them out. He's still yeah. chugging along. Yeah, yep. good job. All right, we got High Voltage with Bobby Watts. We got Skids Up. Skids Up is with Frank, Paul, Scott, Javier. I don't Neil's think on anymore. Croft, um, <laughs> Who? Young, Crosby, Neil Stills, Crosby, Nash. Uh, Stills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. We have, uh, let's see, Inverted Down Under. That's what Ozzy Mozzy and Jeff Smart. Nice. We got, which one is this? I can't read it. It's like. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Running the hut. <laughs> oh boy! <sighs> All right. Better hope that never gets back to him. Oh, I'm sure. Well, I don't care. There will be a bounty on you. That's fine. Have him come see me. He'll be so slow because he looks like a big slug. Uh, Park Flyer Podcast. Look, Ruddick. I was on my way to pay you back. I got a little sidetracked. <laughs> uh, Park Flyer <laughs> co- Podcast is uh, Jay. And two mics. Awesome. Uh, Houdini RC. I could say anything. You wouldn't have any idea. Yeah. (laughs) But I think I'm right. I think so. Uh, Houdini RC is Richard, the guy I thought I met, and uh, (laughs) some other guy. Brent Gottlieber, and who's the other guy? And Kenny. Let's see him get there. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yes, I have confirmed Bill Ann is alive. So make sure you check out his YouTube channel. Nice. Bill Ann. Yes. Check them out. And I think I was going to uh, start up my own underground version of Bill Ann 2 just to get it out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I might be I might be promoting that soon. Nice. Nice. And Bill, I don't know what you're doing in that, that video of the hummingbird, but I mean, they're going to find you, man. 
All right. Thanks to our listeners. Thanks, Ian, for taking the time to come on our show. We appreciate it. Thanks, Ian. No problem. I enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. All right. Free our skies, and we'll see you next time. See you. Bye. 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 All right. So how'd you think, Ian? It wasn't too bad, huh? Ah. I was a little nervous throughout most of it. Yeah, I, I can kind of tell the beginning part. Don't worry about Ian. I was nervous my first 50 shows. Yeah. It'll be like 10 minute show, but I'll edit it all out. <laughs> uh, just be a planker episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know there was other things I wanted to talk about. It's like I I had to get like timelines for my mom on some stuff, but it's just like and I just never got around to it. I got uh, a ghost hunt that we uh, did. I had went to uh, uh, the Mo State Pen and stayed the night there. That was cool. Oh, that's Jeez. crazy. Yeah, like there was like two groups of us like one group went to we started off in the women's block and we kind of worked our way around and like the other team they went straight to death row and i hope in the middle of that at some point you went (laughs) (laughs) we didn't have a whole lot of anything big go on but the other team they went in there provoking they got their ass nice but it was it was it was fun and he went. Nope. He went. He became president. I didn't go. Sorry. Okay. Listening was, to Biden there. I was listening to Biden. Gosh. I don't even know you anymore, Kevin. <laughs> Listen to he, Biden, really? dude. Put on anything right now. YouTube, Pandora, anything, and dude, you will see a thousand begathon commercials for the democratic party i, I was trying know. to find that i was trying to find what that. happened to george i'm going back guys i'm gonna go to bed bye george bye, bye. sleep tight bye. i've got it on here but um off the record yeah that one's been sitting for a while but that's a that's an awesome and it's a huge it's a freaking huge shit it's huge. I mean, it's crazy. Huge. It's like it's over. Uh, yeah, Rotors on the River, uh, September 18th through the 20th. Rotors. Rotors. <laughs> Rotors on the River. I love that joke, Rotors. <laughs> Shit. Uh. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good little event. Now I can see I can see her doing that chug a chug motion with her arms now. I gotta pull that up on YouTube and watch it. Chug a chug a